0: I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. Kenobi!
1: Rebellions
2: are built on hope.
1: You are part of the Rebel Alliance and the Traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold.
3: Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels, and welcome to Reckless Rebellion, a podcast about all things happening in the galaxy far far away i'm your host electrifying force sensitive that toes the line of balance thomas carter rochester and with me are the greatest minds the rebellion has to offer a first hoth native and pod
4: racing enthusiast
3: professor chaos
4: the klein felt so how about that obi-wan kenobi trailer (laughs)
3: Gareth, native, and Anakin's favorite youngling, baby Jack, Jack Pews.
0: I promise I'm not tired. I promise I'm not drunk. Let's get to this.
3: What a lead, all right, what's that, you know what I'm saying? And of course, returning, actually, this is now our first ever returning guest after technical difficulties last week, and it is the First Lady of the Rebellion,
1: Savannah Sanders! Yeah, I don't know how to follow Klein and Jack's kind of uh, lead-ins there, but um, I'm happy to be back.
3: (laughs) We're happy that you are back and you chose to come back for the book of boba fett recap uh which is what we're doing here today kiddos uh we're recording on february 16th and uh that's what we're doing in our supreme leading topic it'll be recapping the book of boba fett and then of course uh we'll cover the latest galaxy news in the rebel report but before all of that let's check in with the smartest 75 percent of this podcast uh how is everyone doing in your part of the galaxy let's start with savannah
1: I'm good, all is well here. Um, today though, I'm feeling a little empty. This is like the first week without new Star Wars content and it just felt weird. I missed it.
3: Yeah, did anyone wake up with anxiety today?
4: Kind of. No, but I oh. <laughs> I felt like, I did, I did feel this like void. Like, cause the last few weeks it's been, I come home, I sit down, I watch Boba Fett. And it's and I came home and I had lunch and I was kind of just like the the uh, John Travolta gif of him just like looking around like well what do I do now like, <laughs> that's my favorite yeah. gif <laughs> uh, you know my, uh, the gif that
3: I felt like I it was just sad Pablo Escobar just sitting on stuff from um, Narcos I believe I was like that that's just me I felt like that making breakfast I was like what am I supposed to do like without I don't know what to do I woke up so early so I just wrote a bunch of stuff into a journal because that's i had no idea what else to do with my life um <laughs> D- D- klein we, we're here we gotta know it's the hoth
4: weather report we we need it it's beautiful guys the sun is out spring is here <laughs> the snow is melting <laughs> <laughs> i've he moved into it. it as we went over a few weeks ago i moved into a new place recently and with the snow melting i'm actually kind of getting to see like what the what the goings-ons are around here, what the land looks like. Um, and I'm realizing that the carport that I parked my car under is a flat roof that I thought had good drainage on it. But as the snow is melting, there's about three inches of water sitting there and it's been sitting there for days. And I'm just like sitting there waiting for, I don't know, someone to do something about it. But it's warm. Spring's here. It happens. I'm no longer, <laughs> I'm no longer <laughs> ice cold anymore. <laughs>
3: You know, Klein, you should just get a shop vac, and I'm telling you exactly how to fix this, and then you just vacuum it up, pour it off, vacuum pour.
4: This vacuum. is a lot of water, like, and it's not just my car that's under it. It's, I guess, it would be, 32 units worth of cars. So it's this long thing that's just got like four inches of water all the way across sitting on top Yeah.
3: Um, as an educated civil engineer. That's dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. call the local government. I heard your government's a little better up there in Canada. Uh, your healthcare is definitely yeah. better. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you should call somebody because um, I assure you it is not going to stay standing for too
4: long. I don't think. No, they're on it. Drain. They're, they're on it. The maintenance Bye. guy's my next door neighbor. He's had a door knock. We're, we're good. We're fine. <laughs>
3: He's had a door knock. <laughs> what? Wow, man! Very neighborly of you up there in uh, Canada. You just go over and knock on your neighbor's door. That's cool.
4: Oh yeah, that's what we're we're living in a in a co op here. So we've got to like we got to look out. We're a little community. We're like a little Tuscan Raider village. Spoilers <laughs> for later, but
0: <laughs> well, it didn't end well, so, so, and I hope you guys have a better ending. Than <laughs> I can't
4: wait for Luis
3: Belcher to burn the place to the ground. Um. <laughs> why don't we go ahead and hop right into our Supreme leading flagship topic. <laughs> with the book of Boba Fett. Oh, I can't hit the button. Dang it. Ah, the season has ended. What are we doing here with the book of Boba Fett? You may ask. Well, we're going to recap and review not recap, excuse me, review the entire season or series of
4: the book of boba fett it is still unclear i'm sure there will Um, be some recapping as well (laughs) no idea yeah
3: klein i can't wait for you to recap everything you remember about chapter four it's gonna take us so long you have an amazing memory i can't wait for that uh but we're gonna cover some superlatives as well uh right off the bat it's gonna be mvp biggest loser fave moment uh, Mount Everest award and ranking slash uh, fave least episode. Uh, Cause everybody here knows I hate making rankings. Um, ah, David is not here to, to chastise me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's start off with Savannah. What did you think of the book of Boba Fett as a whole?
1: As a whole, that's a tough question. Um, some of the highest highs, some really low lows, which is basically Star Wars, you know, like you got some awesome (laughs) stuff and then you, you you have some stuff that's like, what is this? What's happening? But yet you keep coming back for more. And that was Boba Fett for me. Okay.
3: That was, that was eloquent. Oh, thank you. Can't wait for Jack to... To, to burn the building well,
0: I'm to I'm going to steal your thunder, thunder a little bit I'm just going to say cocaine <laughs> like my only answer <laughs> oh man
4: I, I listened to that clip back from last week Savannah you weren't here I, I compared- listened to it yesterday
1: okay. I listened to oh it God. yesterday
4: um I apologize to everybody who had to go through that with me um <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about what I was saying beforehand. I just kind of was saying it. And yeah. So go ahead, Jack, carry on.
0: Before you said that we were previously talking about how we didn't know how to express our feelings. And then you go, no guys, I got it. And then you go on this cocaine rant (laughs) and it was completely out of left field. But I mean, I agreed. I mean, he's not wrong. I've never done cocaine either, but I would imagine that's what it was like. Um, Yeah. I, I think I've used this term before, but like, this show, yes, highest of highs, lowest of lows, and we keep coming back for more. That was like, Savannah couldn't have put it better. Um, It's just aggressively fine for the most part. Like chapter five and six obviously are just something entirely different. But looking back on it, I just keep going like, meh, meh, yeah, I guess. Okay. And like there was stuff I loved and there's stuff I want to go back to and like I wouldn't say rewatch an entire episode but go back for certain moments it's just i don't think especially with obi-wan kenobi coming out soon um mandalorian season three hopefully later this year and or coming up like i just don't think this is going to be a show i go back to a lot but the, those are just my thoughts klein do you have any more nuance to your coca- cocaine take that you had last week or yeah, do well, you
4: think about anything new? I um the Savannah kind of I shouldn't have compared it to a bad drug trip because Savannah nailed it by saying that like this is Star Wars and that makes so much sense. Like I should have just said that because that's what we're talking <laughs> about. Like that like this show encapsulates I think what Star Wars is in the best ways and in the worst possible ways, too. And it just yeah, I'm Jack, like you stole the words right out of my mouth, aggressively fine. Like, I, I don't know if I a hundred percent needed this. There were moments in it that were so special to me and that I will like, I will remember jumping out of my couch on and have gone back to YouTube five or six times already just to watch those specific moments. But I don't, I don't think I needed to, um, to revisit this. I don't think I need to revisit this ever again in its entirety. And it honestly kind of makes me a little sad because, like, the idea of a book of Boba Fett show has been the dream of so many Star Wars fans for so long, or something focusing on this character because he was the, the like the coolest character ever. He was just so mysterious; we didn't know much about him, and then we kind of get this what we end up getting, and it I think did a bit of a disservice to the character a little bit and gave him. Not necessarily, I think, the story that people wanted. And I hmm. think that... And, and and not even much of a story. I don't even think we got much from him anyways in this show. We got a little bit um, post-Return of the Jedi. But, like, from where we saw him in Mando Season 2 to where we left him at the end of Book of Boba Fett, not a ton has really transpired. Uh, so, yeah, like, I'm... I'm okay with the show. I'm happy we got it, but don't need to go back. Go ahead, Thomas. What's <laughs> what's 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 on your brain? I
3: had so many like n- you know really good questions that I was like pondering, and then you said that, and all I can think of is like, you mean nothing really? he'd like nothing really happened. He literally fought the pikes off of Tatooine. By assembling a new crew and found family.
4: I just don't think this was the, the Boba Fett odyssey that people were hoping that something like this could be, right? Mm. Like, I, I think a lot of people put a Boba Fett show or movie and an Obi-Wan show or movie before this or years ago. They would have taken both at the same level of hype. And I think what we're going to get with Obi-Wan is going to be a lot more of what people, I think, thought we would be getting with this as well. Okay. This That's didn't feel fair. like a love letter to the character like I think it should have.
3: Uh I can't say I disagree because I never really cared that much about Boba Fett. Uh I'm not a I'm not a Boba Fett stan, as they say. Um,
4: you know, I saw what happened to his dad and I was like, Well, Pfft. Boba Fett can't but do that. Thomas much you, the lightsaber. You were like one of the highest people I know on this show. So what did you think of it all? What if you had to sum your thoughts up mm-hmm. into a Elevator pitch, tweet, like, this Ooh. little blur. What would it be? Prequels plus originals plus sequels equals Book of Boba Fett. Yeah.
3: That, is, that is my note that I wrote here. Because last week, you know, I truly didn't know how I felt. And it was because my expectations, it didn't meet my expectations. Or not my expectations, excuse me. It didn't meet some of my hopes and i felt let down but as i sat with it and i thought more about it and i listened to you know other people talk about it and i talked about it with other people i'm like you know the more i sit with it the more i really do love the finale and it pays off every little thing that the season like set up and that's all you can really ask for in honestly in star wars <coughs> episode 9 <laughs> but um <laughs> And you know, I say you know that math equation, and what does that mean? It means that I loved it. Like I still love it. I don't think it's as good as we hoped in any way, shape, or form. I like. I think I said it last week, or maybe earlier on. But it feels Mando season one to me. Um, it really reminds me of Mando season one. We we had to learn about. Grogu in Din Djarin at the time, uh, excuse me, the time it was the child and um, the Mandalorian, uh, right? But we took a slow approach through that and we learned over three, four episodes, and then it's like, oh, okay, like. Th- that's what this is. They are literally just lone wolf and cub now. And in this, it was the same thing. You've got two episodes. It's like, Oh, okay. Like he's going to take on the pikes. It looks like three episodes. All right. We're going to do the thing now. Oh, Finnick Shand episode. That's what happened. That's what chapter four is. Glenn, by the way, Phoenix Shand, all Finnick Shand. It's just, I almost spoiled some of my awards, maybe. Cause <laughs> maybe not. I maybe this is my favorite episode, Klein. You don't know. You don't fucking know me. You don't know where I sleep. I'm where I'm recording. I'm not gonna. <laughs> but, but we, uh, overall, like it's it is Star Wars, and that's what I love about it. And you know, I I compared the you compared the mod squad to the prequels, and I compared them to the sequels. And. And I think that's the best comparison because um, it is Star Wars. You know, it, they both have elements from both. Like the 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 fifties diner in Attack of the Clones. That's what I think of when I see those stupid ass speeders that are way too slow. I I will say that it's like <laughs> I just think of Futurama every time I see them. If I'm being honest, like Scoot Scoot McJr or something like that. But <laughs> but then. At the same time, how they're handled is so much the sequel, right? We they're supposed to be interesting, and I mean, I'm kind of interested, I'm also kind of not. I love their fashion, like, straight up. I want, <laughs> I want Scad's like kim- kimono gi situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, add a couple pockets, of course. But uh, Book of Boba Fett season one potentially klein you seem to be the most down on it like even though you're both like it's aggressively fine uh would you come back for a season two
4: yes knowing the highs that season one gave us hmm. jack
0: yeah that's a good way of putting it klein i would i would agree but i i mean obviously we can't know this before the season comes out but i want to dive into the character of boba fett more that was my biggest issue with this. Like they set such a high bar with Mando season two where they introduced him, And I just think I had maybe that in my head the whole time. And that it just never reached that bar. Of course, certain episodes did. Um, But yeah, I I would come back, but I won't be that enthusiastic about it. (laughs) Sorry.
3: (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Savannah, what about you?
1: Yeah, I definitely come back. Um, yeah, knowing the, the highs of this season definitely makes me want to see more. Um, if we hadn't had a couple episodes, I probably wouldn't have prioritized it as much. Um, but yeah, I'd come back. I also li- would like the world building that this season did. I did not love the mods, but I love world building. I'm glad they showed other aspects of Tatooine that we had never seen before, even though it's like used all the time. So I liked that. I wouldn't mind seeing more of that either.
3: So we're all down on the mods. They <laughs> suck, man.
4: I'm sorry. I so tried we- very hard to like. I had them in multiple different categories for the for the awards, but mm. I'm just gonna make it known right now: the mods made none of my categories so yeah. <laughs> drash were, and scad. Like they were the in places names. i had them in two places at one point and i said no Klein, let's take this seriously it was mvp and mount everest award it, it? you nailed it well, i actually did have them i had one of the categories was mount everest i thought that they peaked it was a low peak but they peaked in this and it's gonna get worse the more we see them
3: oh my god <laughs> Uh, I think we're all going to have to express uh, define our Mount Everest award because it's it's a there's, there is room for interpretation. Yeah, which very is, much. Yeah. <laughs> because Mount Everest award is from a
4: certain point of view.
0: As is Star Wars.
4: From is my point time? of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> from my <laughs> point of view, the Book of <laughs> both, nice, kind Fett. Of.
0: I find your lack of faith disturbing. i'm usually not this down on star wars i'm sorry thomas (laughs) because you're sober i'm
3: I'm not mad i'm
4: just disappointed thomas yes
0: yes
3: Klein. (laughs) that's fair i listen i i was also let down i wanted just more boba fett like character building um i'm i love i here's my thing Uh, We'll wrap up. This will kind of, I guess, maybe wrap the review, unless everybody has any specific points before we dive into our superlatives. Um, This would have been much better if they called it The Mandalorian Season 3, The Book of Boba Fett, which I everything in my gut tells me that's how this was originally written, obvious. It's how it was intended... But then Disney was like, no, 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 hold on, that might be confusing. They all wear masks. Because think about this. (laughs) Think about this. (laughs) That's 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 Disney execs.
0: Picture a Disney executive just (laughs) sitting in a room saying that exact thing. No, 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 (laughs) they all wear masks. Get a Mickey Mouse impression. (laughs) No.
3: (laughs) No. What are you talking about, Stan? I don't remember going to (laughs) chat. To my South Parkers. Um, Yes. South South Parkers. (laughs) This is a Spider Man reference. Get it? Um, <laughs> oh <God>. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's been a long day. Um, but it would have been better if it was Mandalorian season three and they just titled it the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, and I think everyone would be a lot less down. And it would have added an extra little wrinkle of intrigue about the whole helmet situation. Because, you know, some people still forget what Bo Katan said in chapter, uh, uh, episode three of season two. Uh, and, you know, having Boba Fett be there and overall he just doesn't doesn't seem to be anything with Mandalorian Creed at all in any way, shape, or form. And then at the very end, you find out with, I mean, it's mentioned, you know, it's like, oh, by Creed, I have to do that. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. He's like kind of honorable. But then through this show, you realize how much is built into his DNA, the Mandalorian Creed, just like Din Djarin. And the only reason I think that, the that Disney was like, yeah, maybe we'll just like separate it. Is that at a certain point they were like, if we wanted you to do more of Boba Fett stories, and then they're like, oh well, maybe we'll just do this then, and we'll just use that as a way to branch it. I could be wrong. I have no idea. I just thought of Project Luminous in their meeting right now. By the way, I don't know why I, I thought too, about Thomas. that. Yeah, I'm just mm, I mm, ready for more High Republic. uh <laughs> Somebody, somebody, was it Leah or from She Will Pod was like, oh, phase three is going to be set like right before Phantom Menace watch or no, it's set after the sequel trilogy. And they're going to then just be like, oh, it's you with Finn and Ray, and they're just setting a new High Republic. And I was like, damn, that's good. That'd be cool. Uh, back to the plot of the Book of Boba Fett. It is time, ladies and gentlemen and droids and Wookies of all ages uh to go into the superlatives uh let's go ahead and start whose whose idea was this i already forgot it what was right? me it was Klein. Fine. that's what i yeah. thought we're gonna start with the the idea man on this first round and we'll just snake i guess back and forth because that'll be sure to try and keep up with uh klein start us off
4: who is your mvp My MVP for the book of Boba Fett season one is someone whose name isn't in the title of the show, but made the show worth watching. And it is Din Djarin, AKA the Mandalorian. Why? I mean, (laughs) because (laughs) this is going to suck for audio listeners, but think (laughs) of a parabolic curve, you know? book of Boba Fett was the beginning of that parabolic curve and then Mando showed up and it jumped it just exponential growth right to the tippy top and then when book of Boba Fett came back or when Boba Fett came back it went down the other side of the curve so to me the best portion of this show featured him the best moments of this show featured him I thought about putting Grogu here but I don't think that I think there was more special moments that included both Mando and Grogu but more moments of just Mando on his own and I mean you go from him learning his first dark saber battle in this show uh him getting his Mandalorian title kind of stripped then him getting this kick-ass new ship the pod racing scene which we'll get to a little bit later uh him reunite well kind of reuniting with Grogu except they don't actually see each other that whole sequence him talking to Ahsoka which is a special moment as well just I think that I think that the highs of this show that Savannah Jack Thomas and me we were all talking about almost all of them include Dinjarin in some way shape or form so he is my MVP of the show which I find quite hilarious because he has his own show and we're going to get more of that next year <laughs>
0: um jack jack who's your mvp it's the same as Klein's. i i wish audio listeners could have seen my reaction when he said dinjarin because i freaked out because I was awesome uh yeah i don't have much more to add um besides that i love how they set up his story for the mandalorian season three um i just i love how they developed his character and even though i think there are some issues with the pacing of his reunion with grogu um I just think his journey as a Mandalorian is fascinating and I love the position we've put him in going into the next season um, to explore Mandalore more. Um, And even, yeah, even his relationship with Grogu, even though I have my issues there, like it's, there's still so much that they can delve into. And is he going to try to teach Grogu some more of the Mandalorian ways now that he's not doing Jedi training? Is he still going to develop his Jedi abilities? We'll see. But um, yeah, as Klein put it, it's weird you know saying all this in the book of boba fett like in in that frame but i this show surprisingly never would have thought this made me much more excited for mandalorian season three i didn't think i could be but i am
3: all right okay okay
1: um, uh,
3: maybe we're all on mando savannah (laughs) who is your mvp
1: so Okay, from an audience perspective, I would definitely say Mando as well. But for a story perspective, I went with Fennec Shand. And because really she was the brains of the operation the entire season, like she bailed Boba out of so much trouble on a consistent basis. So for like the actual story of Boba Fett, I'm going to give it to Fennec Shand.
4: It's funny when we finished the finale last week, my fiance turned to me and said, "Where would Boba be without fennec Shand? Like, exactly, <laughs> like he, he would have he would have died like four episodes ago." Yeah, that she is was, also
3: she, mine. She was, she was. <laughs> oh, <awesome>. cool, Thomas.
4: <laughs> well, th- Thomas, tell us why. Tell us why as well. Like, what, like, what, what is it about the, fennec Shand?
3: It is the. Uh, she's the only person who has any fucking clue that of what is going on in the entire <laughs> show. She's the only one that's competent. She doesn't even have to be, I mean, the only order she has to be given is alive. Think about that, right? That's like no disintegrations this time. And then she kills one of them, and just to just to prove the damn point, right? And that's in episode one. And that's the that's what Klein hates. You know, that's the parkour range
4: there, you know. The oh, Oscar the course. the chase. I love that yeah. my the little <laughs> 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 the Yes. It's yeah. it's
3: Tatooine, man. That's how it is. <laughs> As a civil engineer, I've been there. That's not true. Uh, but it's it's because she's the brains, 100%. And the show does not exist. The show can't exist without Finnick Shan. It could exist without Ben John. Like, you just put somebody else in his place. But Finnick Shand is the Agent Coulson of the entire show. Shout out, Coulson. He's still alive. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's not. He technically died in the show, and a lot of people seem
4: to not remember that.
3: I'm looking at you, Internet.
4: Uh, <laughs> that's, that's Internet, funny. he's looking at you, Thomas. We're let's do a 180 here and go from sad. We're gonna double up on your awards here. Go from happy to sad. Who's yeah. your uh, Who's <laughs> your biggest loser? Your LVP. Your, your You know the, the crybaby. It's
3: Twi'lek lovers everywhere. Because they <laughs> killed my Madam Garza. I cannot believe they put jessica uh jennifer beals right in in every marketing she's like she's the reason i watched the book of boba fett not book of bullshit this you're not okay (laughs) fine you called me on it i won't she's the reason i kept coming back every week because i was like it's a little slow but garza
4: she's awesome her and her those fleshy tail things
3: and her yo hold on first off Get out of here. It's called Aleku. Like, get it together, you you racist speciesist <laughs> up there in Canada. You oh, so doer. nice up here in Canada, but I'm going to call the Book of Boba Fats Cocaine Blur.
4: Yeah? <laughs> I didn't know we were one of the like, Baltic nations of Europe.
3: Those youpers, Apologies. I don't know what happened i lost in the middle <laughs> i haven't lived, oh i've never God. even been to canada uh, i just know it from south park and they same thomas Minnesota that's what that made me think fast. of
4: <laughs> Tom, when i've been thinking about this a lot these awards ever since i pitched them <laughs> i did not see that coming i'm gonna be <laughs> no. oh. I, just, I thought of a lot of answers you were gonna have here that was not one of them <laughs> i'm so intrigued to know what those were <laughs> Uh.
3: Yeah, no, you know, I, I figured everybody went audience perspective on the first. Well, uh, half of us went audience perspective, half went story. And I was like, biggest loser. I almost said Dinjar, and I was like, he gets Grogu back. Like he lost a whole tribe, but fuck them, Grogu's cooler. Uh, I had to go Garza. She's beautiful. And she was just a small business owner trying to be honest and then a whole you know corrupt pike syndicate had to come in and blow themselves up
0: that's what makes it good though thomas Give yeah it i, I so hope nice. max rebo
3: is also dead too which
4: <laughs> I, almost,
0: I did almost wow, write, i almost
3: threw the knife Klein, i did almost write max rebo and then i was like i can't do that
4: decline no he was the fair. biggest I... he was one of the biggest winners of the show are you kidding me he got more screen time than he ever has he was like soaking <laughs> in the limelight are you kidding I'm me i'm surprised that he wasn't your
3: mvp but truthfully i did almost write jizz Whaler fans and then i was like no 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 no, no. i because straight up the book of boba fett uh, the the score that they released of you know hit it max is the title banger it's good i also think it might be the elevator music i have to go back and listen to that episode and listen to the song um from the return of the mandalorian but now it is time to go to savannah who is your biggest loser
1: i hate to say it but i think it's boba fett Hmm? because (laughs) like there was such hype around his character we already kind of talked about that like fans have been wanting to know about his character and in, in his history and i just look like it was so convoluted and like we had a little bit of a story and then certain things he would say and do like just totally retracted all of that um when i re-watched the finale one of the last things he said was like i don't think we're cut out for this and i'm like then what was the point of this entire story if you're not cut out to lead Tatooine, and that just that has bothered me more on rewatch and um so yeah i think it's boba fett because i don't think fans are going to be like as hyped about him as they were before we had the show so Mm. that's where i'm at with that one
0: i kind of agree yeah i I mean boba fett's not my answer boba fett's not my answer but like yeah I, you hit the nail on the head, Savannah. At that last part, like I'm just not as like pumped up about Boba Fett as I was before this show. Like I, I'm just not, and I think that goes into my lack of enthusiasm for a season two. But mm-hmm. I much, I don't know. Again, maybe it's the bar that they set with Mandalorian season two. But I, there was interesting stuff there, and I think they scratched the surface of it and they didn't dive too deep with his character. Um, there's just more I wanted and there's, they can still do it. You know, if there is a season two, or even if he just shows up elsewhere in the star Wars universe, they can still dive into it. But I, I just think of, I wanted more with him, the Tuscans and more of that relationship. I wanted yes. more of like his, uh him reflecting maybe on his father. Like I, I would have mm-hmm. loved more between like, not just seeing Cad Bane as another bounty hunter, but like if they had other bounty hunter, hunters come in that knew Boba before this whole transformation, and he could have talked about it with them more. Like I, I just I wanted more from Boba, and yeah, I can see why he would be someone's biggest loser. He's like I think he's my second. I have a first, so I won't get into that yet. I am yeah, also going also not to... my loser. Also oh, not my loser. Okay. No, no, I know. Who you're I agree. With. I do. I yeah, do agree I with everything that's been that.
4: said.
3: <laughs> um. Uh, Jack, I do want to say that, uh, they, they did bring in somebody, uh, a former bounty hunter. We just hadn't met them yet. You know, it was black Chris He's a bounty hunter. They worked together back in the day. True, you know? But so. I didn't feel like they
0: played off of that as much as they could have. Cause when I, I didn't know beforehand that they had mm, like uh, run in that. together in comics. And so when I found that I out, I was like, Oh cool. I want a conversation maybe about that. There was like some reference, like the, the fact that they knew each yeah. other, but yeah. I just felt like there could have been more done with it.
3: Well, when um, when Boba Fett saves Chrysanthem at a certain point, it, like it's all in that se- that section when he's like, "You can go." It's all in the expression of um, Black Chrysanthem there that it's sure. just like, "What? You are letting me go?" And then there, that it, Finnick Shan just says what MVP says what the <laughs> audience and Black Chrysanthem everybody except Boba Fett is thinking, and he's like, eh who cares basically I don't remember what he said but we we'll have yeah. killed too many we need help he's strong whatever he's I can't kill santo um <laughs> <laughs> so Jack who is your biggest loser
0: okay so I I'm, I'm kind of sad to say this now uh after Thomas and Savannah went with their MVP but my biggest loser is Fennec Shan. Um, wow! Know, I...
4: And this is why opinions are awesome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jack.
0: Don't call into my radio show and call me <laughs> <Native> crews. <laughs> 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 Too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, we, That's you know, okay. What... Go ahead. Um, what,
4: why? What? What? What was it about <laughs> Fennec Shan that makes you put put her at the
0: bottom of the rung here? Honestly. I'm going to just read this word for word, what I wrote in this word document. Uh, I feel like they gave her nothing in this show, hardly any character depth, hardly any character, real character moments. I felt like she was just there. So I do want to say this. and I thought about this um, as Thomas and Savannah were talking. I like the way that they were using the character in terms of like she was the brains. She was kind of like the voice of reason, the logical one, but I just never again maybe it's another thing of i didn't get as much as i wanted to to me she was sold as the co-lead of this show and i didn't get that in the slightest at all i feel like she was there to service the plot um service boba in some ways that were good some ways that were bad or just i don't know irrelevant to me um but also we didn't really we did get to see her kick ass but to me it wasn't as memorable as what she did in mando season two or even the bad batch and i think that's the biggest thing that i have here like I prefer to watch her in the Bad Batch than this, and that's not what I wanted at all. Because I wanted Ming-Na Wen to like really have more room to work with, um, not just voice acting, but actually physically acting. And again, I just didn't think I was given enough of it. Um, and yeah, I, hopefully we get more of her, uh, even in animation, but she's my biggest loser here. I, I, I wanted more, and it just wasn't there for me. Hmm sorry uh, no, i know like, i I'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm
4: totally i'm totally in the middle about fennec shand I, I don't feel that she's the biggest loser i enjoyed her when she was on screen i can see thomas and svana's points i see jack point jack's points as well like i think that's that's i think I, I like that we haven't seen each other's answers here and that like like that mm. shocked me again like <laughs> that, was, that was really good
0: Klein, <laughs> i think you just said that you're kind of indifferent and i think i'm indifferent too but it's because of my indifference that actually makes me more mad about it because I didn't expect to be indifferent about her character at all. Like I just like, I was expecting again, her to be the co-lead. And so yeah, I was disappointed, but majorly disappointed. But Thomas Savannah, she's your MVP. What do you guys think?
1: I think you have Don't a point me. now that you say that because she really was a static character the entire time. Like you're right. Um, granted, she still, I still think she was like the brains of the operation and kept Bobo alive. But as a character herself, yeah, she's exactly the same as when she started to where she ended. So, and, and true about the Bad Batch, she is a lot cooler in the Bad Batch. And that's a good point. Yeah. We should have seen more yeah. of that. We saw a little bit at the end, but like you don't really see her. now. That So yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't even see it. Like that cool yeah. scene at the end where she's assassinating everybody is pretty brutal, but you don't get to see her necessarily do anything. It's just kind of implied that she's there. Like I would have loved to. Cad Bane standoff just because of what we got in Bad Batch Season 2. I thought we were going to get a little bit of action between them. Um, Yes. Yeah. Thomas, uh, do do you want to punch me? I kind of get those vibes, man. Do we need to hash this out over a beer sometime at Epcot?
3: You make good points. (laughs) I will say. (laughs) Not about the punch or the beer. I mean, definitely the beer. You make good points. but (laughs) i got you but uh definitely i mean you're like she doesn't do anything and i'm like you're right there's no development but like she is the linchpin of the whole plot and it's the only thing that you can rely on she is the she's she is the catalyst for a lot of exposition if you will like she is you know she's in some ways the audience if you that's probably why I thought she's the MVP. It's like, what would I do? Like, what would anybody do without Finnick Shan? Yeah, but I do yeah. see how, like, as a character outside of the story and like watching from a narrative sense, all we know is that she will literally kill anybody. <laughs>
0: she she loves it. She wants to. <laughs> yeah.
3: She just looks at somebody and wants to. Like, and sweet. I can't wait for her yeah. and Boba Fett to come to a real disagreement. I don't think Boba Fett's winning in any way, shape, or good. form, based on the stuff we've seen in Bad Batch. Um, and now she's got robot inside. She doesn't even need to eat. I don't know why she's eating. That is one like annoying
0: trait. Like, where's that food go? <laughs> does she eat? I don't remember her eating. She does
3: eat. She's eating in the fucking feast when she's like, oh, oh you're yeah, the did. trappings. <laughs>
4: That's right. Where's it going? It's like, it's like, um, this is going to be a, this is going to be a, out there, but come along with me on this walk. It's like the hit 1990s movie Casper, when Casper's uncles eat off the table and it's like, you're a ghost. Why are you eating? And the food yes. literally goes right through them. Like it's, it's, it's not doing anything. It's not sustaining them at all. Yeah. It's, I I feel, I feel, I feel how you yeah. feel, Thomas. I know, I know how it goes. Somebody call up the,
3: taiga uh mod guy. That oh.
4: Modder? <laughs> no. That's right. The, the modder.
3: Someone call up the modder and act. That sounds oh, like a exactly. that
4: sounds like a Marvel villain.
0: Thundercat. Thundercat. Right? Thundercat. Thundercat. Yes. I said taiga. I was very confused. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't. Uh, uh music's not really my my expertise.
4: Um Klein, who is your biggest loser? Well, and I'm surprised no one has said it, and it's not the Mod Squad, and it's not. I don't think Jack, I I think Jack thinks he knows what I'm going to say, but I don't think he does.
0: I don't think I do either. The (laughs) loser
4: of the Book of Boba Fett, the person who I think lost the most, both in the show and out of the show, is Robert Rodriguez. I think that this, for a lot of people, I mean, we talked about it coming in, Robert Rodriguez he great action director. Done stuff like Machete. We made we poked a joke at the whole Spy Kids thing and Spy Kids three and all that. But this is a this is a legitimate film director coming in. He's done Star Wars before. He's done a Star Wars episode that people enjoyed in them in the Mandalorian episode. I forget which exact episode it was. I remember it was the one with the temple and Grogu on top of the temple, and a lot of people liked that. And when then when it was announced he was going to be doing Boca Boba Fett, we all said. This could be something very cool. This guy knows how to do action. This guy knows how to direct uh, characters and and that sort of thing. And I think the stuff that we all thought he was best at, specifically that action, we the the the, the action we saw in the show was not great, especially in the in, especially in the episodes that he specifically directed, including the finale, including the one with the god awful chase scene with the mod squad and i do think that a lot of people this could have this could have been the next not crowning but people could have looked at him differently after this going you know what give him more Star Wars. and i don't think a lot of people are saying that now and i think that he may have lost some credibility amongst the fans that he had and so yeah i think the biggest loser is robert rodriguez
3: i am very intrigued to get everyone's thoughts
4: So start with savannah <laughs>
1: i completely agree and that's a great pick like a hundred percent i was psyched about rodriguez like ahead of the season and then we got into it i'm like what happened and does he really like when you compare his episodes to felonies and bryce dallas howards it's like they get star wars that like secret ingredient they have it And he didn't have it and i kept hoping it would get better i had such high hopes for the finale like maybe he was saving all that action up for the finale and then when it didn't happen i'm like yeah i think rodriguez yeah he definitely definitely lost the star wars fan base i think so yeah klein great pick
4: i do want to i just want to mention the three episodes that he did so The thing that really I could tell that it was him and not the writing or anything like that is it was written almost the whole show was written almost entirely by Jon Favreau, Jon Favreau, and then Dave Filoni a little bit. And I'm sure there was other people in the writing room as well. He directed episode one, episode three and episode seven, which in my opinion are three of the bottom four episodes of the series. And so I just, I don't know, you, you kind of look at that and go, well, Maybe you're the problem. And I don't know. I've got nothing against Robert Rodriguez. As I said, I've I've enjoyed everything I've seen from him before. I just I uh, I think that he disappointed. I think that a lot of people were very excited and came in a little under.
0: Yeah, Doggie? I would <laughs> I was waiting for you to pop up this, honestly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I agree. When you first said it client, I was like, oh my god, I'm switching my answer to him. But for me personally, I think a little bit, uh, I shift a little bit of the blame to John Favreau as a writer because some of my complaints about Rodriguez's episodes were the writing, um, that, which I felt I, it's just, it's it's bonkers to me that you can go from writing chapters one through four of the show and even seven and then five and six, like there's just such a stark difference. It, it just astounds me. But um yeah, he stylistically though, I he I don't think he's a good fit for Star Wars. And Klein, you, you hit it like I. It is a shame because coming out of Mando season two, it was like this, like they could not have picked a better guy to be executive producer on this, be like co-showrunner on this. This is going to be awesome. And yeah, his episodes, we'll, we'll get into the episode ranking later, but they were majorly disappointing. Uh, but Thomas, you wanted to hear our thoughts. I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on this.
3: Yeah, I don't know if it if the audio picked it up, but I uh, I had to lean away and whistle because that was that was a wing dinger of a pick. Because <laughs> as soon oh, as you dinger. said it, as soon as you said it, I was like, "Fuck, that's it. That's that's the real biggest loser here." Like it, it could have been Bob, Boba Fett, but I'm like, eh, I mean, he's the exact same as he was. He doesn't talk much. Wow. Like, why is everyone so upset about that? But it's definitely Robert Rodriguez and Klein. I don't disagree. The ones he epi- the three he directed are all in my bottom four. Like all three of them, you know. And that is that, you know. And you're like, oh, what does that mean? That if this were an eight-episode season, it would be in the bottom half, right? It's seven. That's that's not helping the statistics <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. I assure you. Uh, so. I I don't disagree at all. And every episode that you complained specifically about the action were episodes he directed. Yep. But I do want to say the Streets of Mos Espa episode, you know, everyone is all pissy about the, whatchamacallit, the mod squad. That's, I don't know how I blacked (laughs) out real good. They're so forgettable, apparently. (laughs) Fine. But uh but it does have that great fight where black chrysanthemum literally takes on everybody and who's who who saves the day mvp finishing um (laughs) who by the way why was she not you know it's that's a great moment right there of why she's the mvp and also why she's could be the biggest loser like where the fuck was she Was she eating? Where's the food I was gonna say, yeah. Ghost food. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I I concur. And it is interesting. I will just spin a positive, though. Chapter 7 is my highest-ranked episode out of his three. And it is the most Rodriguez an action sequence could be because it is a CGI Thick, like just smorgasbord, like the whole Rancor buildup was just so he could have a fuck ton of CGI. That's where like most of the budget went. You can literally, as you watch all of it, it's like okay, done here, done there, done there, cool. Oh, big CGI Rancor monster. That's alright. That's prequels, you know. Um, so it is what it is. Um, but uh, at least he does know how to make some of them fun. Um I enjoyed the parkour sequence. I really enjoy Raincore Smash. Um but uh Klein. Yeah. Let's take let's go from biggest biggest loser and a lot of a lot of big uh big bad big bomb bad bummers to mm, uh
4: being bomb uh, bad
3: uh, uh big bomb bad, yes sir. Uh say that three <laughs> uh fave moment. Tell us your peak moment. I think that
4: there was a better moment than the one I'm going to say, but this moment made me openly sob. This moment made me get out of my chair. Mm. And this moment made me feel like a child again. And it was the Naboo Starfighter test drive, including the pod racing track run through, essentially. Basically, from the moment they uncover the Naboo Starfighter all the way up until he meets those damn space cops up in the up in upper orbit of tatooine it (laughs) i think that we went over it at length As savannah was on that episode it was it was special like it it made me feel like a kid again it made me go yes this is star wars which was the first time i had said that in this series it made me question like what's my favorite moment of disney plus star wars and maybe even star wars in general like it was just so special it was such a great callback it recontextualized that whole that that whole era to me seeing a naboo starfighter post return of the jedi was so cool and yeah like i don't it, the score kicks up and it just it it takes you on a ride for 15 20 minutes and it's really really special and i'm never as i i mentioned earlier in the episode there's a few moments that i've gone back and watched on youtube i've watched this since it aired nine or ten times on youtube i just i go back and watch him run through that that the pod racing uh track again and just bask in it it's it is it is so cool it's awesome and it's why star wars is star wars to me
3: wizard
4: wizard man
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't think i have much else to add to that (laughs) client fuck yeah dude absolutely i honestly one of the biggest winners of this show is or are the prequel movies and that being one of the biggest reasons why Mm -hmm. is uh, like that moment too client like I, i felt like a kid again i felt like i was watching phantom menace sitting there uh just taking me back to that um pod racing sequence it it just gives you those like star wars goosebumps non-stop um i yeah i don't have much else to add savannah how about you
1: no i totally agree i i love that moment it's it's not my favorite but it is definitely up there for sure as i said i think that
4: there's like technically better moments but like this for me was for you personally it it hit my heart (laughs) (laughs) yes this is uh that is probably
3: the might be klein my my biggest pop of the whole series if i'm being honest was that like yeah 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 i felt like a kid again man wizard i'm right there with you dude it was so fucking weird and i just got to a part in this book uh the high republic where a kid literally invents wizard as like a terminology and invented its content i'm like dude this is so wizard um (laughs) jack jack what about you tell us your favorite moment
0: all right so i don't know i don't know we'll see i'm just gonna say it it's grogu's training in chapter six if i have to pick a specific moment from this it would be the opening with the frogs which kind of surprised me uh when i thought of that but it's funny and cute the cgi of luke skywalker is fucking astounding but also it's a great callback to empire with grogu lifting one small thing and luke showing him up and lifting something even bigger or more to demonstrate the power of the force just awesome but if you take the whole training um God, it's just something else. Like, more Yoda and Empire callbacks, flashback to Order 66, Luke's green lightsaber, insight into Grogu's character, and he's jumping around, bouncing across rocks, and he's still somehow so adorable. Like, whenever I see Yoda bouncing around doing his shtick, I don't go, oh my gosh, he's adorable. He's just a badass. When Grogu does it, he still maintains his adorableness when he's jumping, like like the sounds he's making, flying around. It's just... That is the other moment that made me feel like a kid again gave me those Star Wars goosebumps, Um, but underrated favorite moment. You know, I'll save it. I'll wait till everyone else goes because it could be your favorite moment. Um, But I have another one here that I just I need to mention because it's so good. But yeah, guys, Grogu's training. It's just that's peak Star Wars.
4: For me, it was specifically the like I I that was awesome, that whole beginning and all of that. But for me specifically it was the when he's walking with Luke Skywalker and Luke is like, I'm like, how's he gonna walk? And Luke just starts like throwing him with the force a little bit. And it's you talk it's so about good. adorable. And it's so cute. He's literally jumping like the little frogs that he wants to eat.
0: The best part about that, I thought Grogu was jumping at first. Like no, I thought he was doing it himself, no. and then I see Luke's hand moving, and I'm like, oh, that's even better. This is great.
3: Savannah, what do you think about this pick?
1: I agree. I love everything about the training sequence. I wasn't sure we were going to get with that. Like whenever um, Grogu left with Luke at the end of season two of Mando, I'm like how, if we go back to them, if we see them again, how are they even going to do that? And I didn't think we would see it because I thought it would be impossible. Um, And then how they pulled it off and how cute it was. But also again, the callbacks to the original trilogy, it was just perfect. So yeah great pick i like that
3: it is on my long list of favorite moments (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i uh the first one i wrote down was luke grogu training like that whole thing the score
0: ah oh the The score man
3: when the score starts i'm like oh my god oh my god this is gonna be like a, a spiritual journey of a song and it's so good so good. I could, you can just listen to it and feel everything happening. Uh, I really enjoyed that your specific moment was the frog sequence. Because um, that was, you know, I agree. It's adorable. It's a callback to Empire. Uh, it's a callback to, you know, his ways of wanting this. But it's also an amazing display of the puppetry and him looking older yeah. than he has in the past. Like a significant amount of time might have passed here. And we just don't realize Possibly. that. Because he looks a lot older in this, like in this season, this series, excuse me. He looks taller. He looks like he's filling out his jacket a little bit more. It's like he's hitting puberty. Maybe maybe he'll be a teenager soon. Oh, Agree,
4: angsty, baby. Good <laughs> oh,
3: my <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that would be – honestly, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm looking at you post uh, Rise of Skywalker. Savannah, what is your favorite moment?
1: My favorite, also from chapter six, is when Ahsoka says, I'm an old friend of the family. <sighs> like, I paused like my TV, and I had to just sit and absorb that moment. I'm like, I didn't think we were ever gonna see them tie all that together, and they did. And then after that, you see Ahsoka and Luke on screen together, and I'm just like, this is all we get, I am happy. Um, so yeah, that, that one phrase, I'm an old friend of the family, it was just perfection.
3: Mm. Yes, I um also, it's also on my list. Uh, that's all, <laughs> all. All all they had to do was one single line in the same way they did in the last episode she was in, and it's like, oh, I'm gutted. I'm gutted just like Finnick Shand.
4: For me, it was that, and then the the mention of Luke's father to Luke. The like, oh, you're just like your father. Mm. Like both yeah. those lines for me, just you can you you feel it you feel the the not pain but the longing the lost feeling that 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 ahsoka has that she she lost like her not just her mentor but like her best friend in all of this and like yeah i i when you said it savannah i got goosebumps yeah (laughs) i can't stop smiling (laughs) (laughs)
0: talking about hearing you guys talk about like i i genuinely can't stop smiling it's such a such a beautiful moment and that's just, that's just where I go, fucking Ahsoka, man. Like this is just, this this character, It it's crazy. It's so crazy to me that she's in this show. I mean, let alone that we have this show, that we have the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian is because we ever thought it could be. But here's Ahsoka just showing up in the book of Boba Fett out of nowhere and just nailing it nonstop. Dave, Dave Filoni just gets that character, the character gets him, The like, the character is Star Wars, to me.
4: Thomas, your mic's muted. Hell yeah, she is. Thanks for that. Hell yeah, she is.
3: Like, she's in. What? Okay, so she's in the prequels. She lives throughout the original trilogy. She could still be alive at the Rise of Skywalker. Like, She's only 40-something years old right now, right?
0: Dave, Dave has talked about that because you hear her voice at the end in the Rise of Skywalker, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, she must be dead. And then Dave's like, he like drew a picture of her and Gandalf saying like, hey, remember when everyone thought I was dead? And I was like, yeah. perfect, because I, I yeah. don't think she is.
3: Mm-mm. I don't think she is because Cad Bane is over 70 years old in this episode and he does not move ar- or in this series and he does not move around like he's 70 years old. I just said that and now I realize that my original MVP was Cad Bane because in the least amount of scenes he had, he nailed it every fucking I was episode.
4: about to say we're almost an hour into this podcast and that's the first mention of Cad Bane. That <laughs> yeah. can- that's okay <laughs> because
3: on my long list of favorite moments and I'm really intrigued if this is going to be what Jack said. It's every scene with Boba Fett and Cad Bane. Like, I could talk. I could sit here and verbally orgasm and verbally blow the crap out of Boba Fett or Cad Bane's arrival. I could, but I'm not. Okay. okay. good.
4: Okay, thank you. Okay. Thanks okay. for yeah. saving us. From that.
3: <laughs> yes. So what I'm going to do instead is just the amount of history that we got between Boba Fett and Cad Bane in two scenes. And sure, we're fans, right? We know this. But I've talked to some friends who are like, oh, "Okay," and I had them watch out. I'm like, "Okay, like, what's their history? They clearly have a lot of history based on how the tension was in the scene. You can tell they know each other. The certain like jabs they have them. Yes, exactly. And those are two of Cad Bane's like five scenes he's in the, in this entire series. Damn, I'm mad I didn't make him my MVP. That's okay. I still stand with Finnick Shand on a story front because she I, she was she was the only other one I was thinking of when it came to MVP. Cad Bane and Boba Fett. Is Cad Bane dead? We'll find out. I don't think so. I don't think so, don't think um, so either. Yeah, you guys took all my other ones. I didn't want to like, I didn't <laughs> want any, <laughs> yeah. repeat, you know, I didn't want any repeats. Repeat. Like there's so many favorite moments that I have. I, no I no say one, no one said the train sequence.
4: No <laughs> one said the, the, the lizard drug trip.
3: Oh my God. I forgot <laughs> about the LSD lizard. Lizard SD. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: I forgot was about the train even... sequence and I'm like, damn I'm so man. mad at myself. Yeah,
3: damn. I didn't even have those on my list. Jack, what was your, your underrated one you had?
0: My underrated one was the reintroduction to Cobb Vanth. That scene is spectacular. Oh, yeah. When he, okay. think about it or think it through. Oh my gosh. they like I did not think I loved that character as much as I did until I saw him. <laughs> and the best part about it was that they demonstrated that he's still a badass without the armor. Cause I kind of thought was like, oh, he doesn't have armor on anymore. That's mm-hmm. okay. Don't really, like, we'll see what he can do, I guess. But no, like he is a straight up Western sheriff. Like I, I was just amazed at how much I loved him. And then I guess kind of part of that was the standoff at the end of that episode with Cad Bane. Um, Cause that reintroduction played perfectly into that moment. Um, yeah, just, just an underrated thing for me. I love Cobb Vanth.
3: Who knew, right, Savannah? Do you have any <laughs> other any other favorite moments that we weren't able to touch on?
1: I think you guys kind of hit most of them too. Um, I will agree with Jack though on the introduction of Caban- Cabant. Copying though, I really I, I went back and watched that a couple of times, and Same. like what a great cold open. And mm-hmm. if you like forgot about his character or this was like your first introduction to him, that's all you needed to know. So yeah, I I would agree with that one
4: timothy oliphant is a handsome gentleman let me just he's say that he's so <laughs> good looking oh my
0: god i want to like look i want to have that hair and that like oh, kind god, of Mike. beard but kind of not beard like it's just the salt it's there the salt and, it's and pepper and yeah the salt and pepper yep. yeah oh also i can't believe i didn't think of this either the tuscan dance at the end of chapter two. oh,
4: oh oh we're gonna get there jack don't you oh, worry man,
2: oh man no. <laughs> okay
0: okay so
4: uh, let's start. Let's start the final award, Thomas. Really or quick, do, really quick. Yeah, yeah. Go I, ahead. I do want to
3: shout out. Obviously, the Wookiee fight, right? Uh, Wookie, uh, Black Chrysanthem ripping Boba Fett out. I love that. But Ahsoka and Artui having their moment together in live action mm. was so. Like I was like, oh, she. She's like, oh, you know, Artuui, and I was like, she called him Artuui. <laughs>
4: Even the, even I the R2 trying. introduction for like everything <laughs> yeah. R2 did in this show, but the R2 introduction specifically, when you see, you see his little probe going up and it's like, they're not, and then they do. And it's, it's pretty spectacular. Yeah. yeah I'm with happen. you. I'm you with you. I totally, I didn't forget that R2 was in this show, but I kind of did. <sighs> okay. Thomas, this is going to yeah. be really hard. Now, for people who don't know, this final <laughs> award is something that we've kind of stolen from elsewhere. It's called other things elsewhere. We are calling it the Mount Everest Award. This is who, when you're going to look back in 20 years, this is you're going to be like, oh, that person or that thing or that noun peaked in the book of Boba Fett. That was the peak of them or it or that. Does that make sense? So, Thomas,
2: that who, who, who is the so winner? Much.
4: Who is the winner yeah. of your Mount Everest store? So, like, once they've peaked, they just can't keep peaking? Well, we don't know yet. You could, th- we we don't That's know true. yet. It's what do you think? What do you think? You said you sent me 20 years in the future. I had to, <laughs> I was confused about timelines,
0: man.
3: I'm working I, 15. I, I'm dead
0: flowing. I long. kind of interpreted <laughs> it as more so like who had the highest peak in this show, maybe not who who did peak, like, in terms of their character in Star Wars. Oh, like, across Star oh Wars. interesting. But Should we, start we can with get into that, because it does fade okay. really fast. Okay. On, like, it changes my you- answer, too, Thomas, but we'll get into it. You take okay. it, man. I just, I didn't did do...
4: do whatever you want you know what my my answer is the what i had what is my version of the award but you guys can carry on go ahead
3: i'm gonna be so honest we just went through all these favorite moments and now i don't know if i can go with my mount everest because i wrote it down as like a half joke but also not a half joke um and i i'm gonna have to go i it's it's in my genre i'm gonna go Peli motto, man. Talk about making me want a fucking show about a character. (laughs) Let's go. Listen, here's here's my pitch. Why did she pick? Because she makes me want a garage comedy set in the very unsafe streets of Mos Eisley, right? Like, Come on, we're gonna get more BD. We're gonna get more pit droids. We're gonna get uh, more warts running around trying to. She's eat gonna. Be, she's gonna be dating Jawas. <laughs> yes. Come on, think of the very romantic furry. intrigue of the furry jaw. Jo- maybe we'll see a Jawas face. Maybe they're. Like, oh maybe they're all just werewolves under there with really beady red eyes.
0: <laughs> I'm very curious.
3: Maybe they're the goddamn Loch Ness monster with a hair's fur, but we. Many South Park references tonight. It is definitely Pelly Motto right now. Like, I do want a show with her because you want to talk about world building. You can do whatever you want in that series, and it's she can carry a show. I mean, she showed that she can carry a scene with your main character that doesn't speak. Then she showed she could carry it and steal the show in that episode. The episode that has pod racing, right? I'm like, oh yeah, the episode of Motto. I forget they have pod racing because it's so peak. That I try to black out that it happens, so every time it happens, it's like, oh my god, I forgot. About this. I just want to relive it. It's not a healthy thing, by the way. I don't recommend it, children. But it's Motto, <laughs> man. Like I'm sure, I, I think Jack's with me here. I know Klein, like, oh yeah, Klein loves Motto. You know who doesn't love Motto? He also doesn't love animation.
4: Oh, he David. Talks. At least Kelly Mato grows on me. I'll say this. She grows on me more every time I see her on screen. When she first appeared in Mandalorian, I'm like, oh, what is happening? Like, who is this <laughs> woman? And why is she in Star Wars? And every time she now, the more and more she comes on, I'm like, yes, I'm here for your just totally out of universe weird character. I am I'm into it. And maybe her and this mayor's assistant guy, oh, I forget yeah. his name, maybe they can hang I'm out major Domo, exactly about that.
3: yeah oh my god what better reason to not like to have a garage comedy you bring in you bring in all uh old headtails there right and now uh, what a cute face he has <laughs> <laughs> Savannah, oh what did you think of this insane pick I,
1: i'm uh i'm still processing it to be honest because now like the the he was he just like, called the major domo is that all that we got have yeah. we ever get a name
4: Nope, no. No? Okay. No.
1: But yeah, uh, I'm imagining imagining now a Disney Plus series like this. And I'm not going to lie, I'd watch. So just a, you, just you may a have one, a solid Just a one-camera
4: sitcom of the two of
1: them. Oh, <laughs> yes! Make We're them the looking? holiday special. Oh They're the new holiday special.
4: Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> With oh, Boba you... Fett, can tie it all together. <laughs> <Yes>. He <laughs> can ride
3: a giant dinosaur, too. Let's go. That's when they bring He's back Santa. the mythosaur. Oh, cool. No, 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 no. That's big <laughs> that that's black Chrysanthemum. He's he's Santo Claus. Oh
0: true. Okay, true.
3: True. Yes. Yes. Uh Savannah, uh, tell us what is your Mount who who or what wins your Mount Everest Award?
1: I think I'm a little confused on what the category means now. I'm not gonna lie.
4: So <laughs> we, we screwed it up. <laughs> a little, it's
1: a Perfect. little vague at the time,
4: moment. Maybe next time we change the categories <laughs> and we uh, we do things that people can understand.
3: So, so uh, like, yeah, just your own interpretation. Your interpretation, you felt, Savannah. Savannah yeah, this yeah.
4: is poetry. That's why I like it. Okay,
1: okay. So I was thinking, like, who I'm left. Like, who made the biggest impact Like that stood out in my sure, mind? Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's All what right. I kind of did. And so yeah. I'm going with Dave Filoni on this Ooh. because, like, okay, so he has Ahsoka that's coming up good. where he's doing everything. And it's that's going to be really hard to continue topping what he did in Boba Fett. Like, it's still going to be great. Like, I have absolute 100% confidence in Ahsoka and what he's going to do. But what he did in a single episode, like... I don't know if we'll ever see anything quite on that level again and so that's why i was kind of thinking of him for this Mm -hmm. but again i could have the category that's no that's exactly how i had
4: like interpreted that's in my brain that's exactly what i was sort of thinking (laughs) is like because if you 20 years from now or if you were to look at a bird's eye view of dave filoni's career he's long gone we've called him the new george lucas everyone's wearing those cool cowboy hats like now uh (laughs) There is a world in which this is the highest high that he ever hit, right? I mean, contained in one episode, he crafted what a lot of people say is some of the best Star Wars ever. So, like, I that's a, that's a solid pick.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And it, honestly, now thinking about this award from more of, like, Klein and Savannah's point of view, I think I would even say, like, Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard because I think they both, yeah. like, Yes. They just peaked here, like they crushed it, like they blew me away. I mean,
4: you haven't Mario. seen like, Jurassic park, World sure. Dominion yet, so
0: D- don't even get me started. <laughs> I fucking love dinosaurs. I love those movies. I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. I like. I I know some of them suck, but I don't care. It's just oh my god. This we're gonna become a Jurassic World or Park podcast, guys. <laughs>
3: Jurassic Park World the podcast coming
0: 79 <laughs> <2020-79. laughs>
4: uh just because you can doesn't mean you should
3: life uh 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 uh, uh, away that's not bad that's not a bad gold bloom you
4: know what i'm saying Jack, I got I gotta work. I have your, one. I who is it? Who is atop your Mount Everest?
3: Really quick, how do you interpret the Mount Everest award? Because uh, yeah, I interpreted please tell it the us, same exact please way. tell us
4: your definition, Jack. I made it this listen, yeah. That, I yeah, I want to know
3: your interpretation because we all have different but right. same, it seems.
0: You you guys know, like during uh like a presidential debate, they have like feeling thermometers, and you can like increase if you like what the person's doing in the debate, you can increase like your temperature on them like oh I like what they're going here and if you get like a line graph of it it's kind of like the stock market kind of thing and you see peaks you see valleys depending on their performance that's kind of how I interpreted this like who's had the highest peak like who whose stock just went way up in this show and it's never been higher I guess or was it as high as everyone else I guess I should say that's how I interpreted it It's compared to everyone else in the show So not less so like who had their peak looking back on it in Star Wars, because actually client, I'll I'll save it for you. I, I have a I have someone that I would choose for the way you guys interpreted it. But the way I did was that and I'm choosing Luke fucking Skywalker. I think he had the highest peak compared to everyone else in this show. And Matt Remke said it best. This is having your cake and eating it too. I'm going to go a little tangent here on The Last Jedi. (laughs) We We got such an interesting character study and arc for Luke in The Last Jedi. And an amazing performance from Mark Hamill. Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi, in my opinion, is one of the best things we've gotten in Star Wars. And it's kind of like that Steve Jobs quote. You don't know what you want until I tell you or until I give it to you. And that was my feeling with Luke in The Last Jedi. However... It's not the Luke I was expecting, and I did wish we got to see more of Luke being a master and being that Jedi we all know and love. And he became that person at the end of The Last Jedi, but it it wasn't a lot for me. Enter Dave Filoni and John Favreau with Chapter 6, who gave us a Luke I've wanted to see on screen since I saw Return of the Jedi as a kid, like since I was like five. Um, And besides the phenomenal visual effects, what they did with him was simply beautiful and so in line with his character the way he showed empathy toward grogu the way he treated him but also his struggles as a master like i just fell in love with what they did here with luke's character and i i wasn't surprised because if they brought him back which i figured they would i just didn't know how because he he was very limited in the mando season two finale which i thought was appropriate um especially for the technology at the time but I, I didn't think we could get to this level of Luke Skywalker. I think he had the highest peak compared to everyone else's performance or what however you want to call it in this show. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with him.
4: Solid. solid. like that's all I can say like that was <laughs> that's a good that's a good pick like he yeah. he I don't want to say he carried the show, but he was he was a big part of what made the special part special.
0: It's his presence, like just throughout yeah. that whole episode mm. that he's in. Like, I just feel like he's just presence.
4: there. Mm-hmm.
3: It reminds you that Luke Skywalker fucking exists. Mm. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's like he's so there. like, oh, Luke Skywalker exists, and he just did this. It's like, no, this is Luke Skywalker, and we're gonna show you exactly who Luke Skywalker is, and that's what people love about it. So I, I do,
4: I, I, I do want to say, and I've said it a few times, if they're gonna keep doing this with Luke Skywalker, they need to cast somebody. I, the CGI Damn. looks really good, yes. but they do—they need to—they need—they need to cast someone. Just—that's—I yeah. will die on that hill. It's got to be cheaper. Yeah, yeah. you would—you would, <laughs> would think. I don't know don't how much a, a Sebastian Stan like contract costs, but it's got to be cheaper than mapping the space. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be. Uh, S- Savannah, what do you think about
3: Luke Skywalker?
1: I 100% agree and like be able to top what they did with season two Mando like I wasn't sure if you were going to get get Luke again and to bring him back and to do it better and to make you want to see him even more like yeah it's a great pick 100%. Well
0: I try guys that's just what that's what (laughs) I do here Uh, but Klein, you kind of gave us a hint earlier I think I know where you're going with your award. What
4: is it? Um, so yeah. I interpreted mine a little bit like Savannah's. So this is the, uh, cause I invented the award. You, you, just <laughs> don't know how to I'm the it. creator. He's so. the George Lucas of this award. <laughs> um, so my, the way I, the way I took this was if you were to do a bird's eye view and you were to look at the history of all sorts of things, this is where the peak would be in book of Boba Fett. And to me it is, I don't know if I would consider them a race, but the entire Tuscan race, this is where they peaked. Before okay. this, all they were were the the, the Tuscan Raiders who attack Luke on New Hope and yes, they were cool, but this added depth to them. and I don't think we're ever gonna get any more. I don't think I even need more. I enjoyed what I got here. They added depth to these this this group of people. I'm now gonna watch episode four and kind of rethink about what's going on with these with these uh, Tuscans. Uh, it gives me a different perspective on them. And so yeah, I think that the Tuscans as a species, as a race, peaked in the Book of Boba Fett. That is yeah, all. Yeah,
0: that would be that's I, that's I my it. choice if 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 I if I interpreted it as what you and Savannah did, Klein, that's my choice as well. Um I'm I'm only gonna say one thing. I was in the car on the way up to Georgia watching this episode on my phone, chapter two. I don't know why I said this episode, watching chapter two, and the moment when they're all doing the dance uh with the gaffy sticks i was mm-hmm. like this is the coolest shit ever like this is star wars and i i think i said it in like my 2 minute like little spiel on it that i sent to you thomas uh like this is like this is i don't know it's just star wars like it, it's it was so creative and original and just taking a small little thing that that like appeared in past uh star wars projects and now you're fully fleshing it out like this It was just awesome. And it made my Star Wars heart warm up a little bit.
3: Okay. So everybody interprets it the same way and it's the same answer. Um, okay. Tell me how you interpret it again. Clank, tell tell me, tell me like I'm dumb. So
4: it's like, a okay. 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 (laughs) Thomas, Thomas, imagine the the thing is, is imagine you're dead, right? You've died. We're looking (laughs) at your life on a graph. (laughs) Where did you peak? Where is the the peak of Thomas Carter Rochester? So basically you're taking a thing, a person, a noun, whatever, and you are saying, okay, they peaked here. And they might not because we don't know now. Because who knows? The next, who knows? Ahsoka could just be a Tuscan love story that we all go, oh my God, Tuscan's forever. And that's their peak. But to me right now, I'm saying that like, I think that the Tuscan race is the peak we might have to rethink some of these this is the first time we're doing this sort of thing so we can <laughs> well, we can we can we can we can go back to the drawing board we can brainstorm a little okay. more
3: my issue so i interpreted it interpreted it in the same way but more of a they peaked and now we see where they go oh okay. right that's how i did it yeah so that's why i went pelly because i i mean all of them she's the only one where i'm like i want to see more of this character and i have no idea when i'm going to get it Right. So she's reached a whole new level of like fandom for me. So that's how I interpret it. Because um, all these others I would just like to me I'm like oh they didn't peak. They haven't peaked yet. They're still on the rise. Like all of these characters <clears throat> Okay. Let me rephrase that. I could name five characters that peak in this show some of them sucked, so they... Started, I had I had counts. the
4: mod squad as my original answer here. Yes! I knew it's it! It's a very low it. peak, but I don't <laughs> I think they ever it. get any better than this, which is sad <laughs> to say.
3: Yes. Um, uh, I do think they get better, honestly. I'm not going to lie, because that's what Star Wars does. If you put them in new the costumes, maybe.
4: If you put them in new costumes, yeah. the costume department could fix a whole lot, a whole lot of the issues I have with them. Let's put them in some... make uh, the, Make the Mandalorian, yeah, there you go
3: some yeah put them in some chain mail right little little foundlings little sons of bitches little droids of sons of dro- sons of droids i guess i don't know not sure um so that that was uh Klein, Klein,
4: have you have you got that's everyone
3: that's everyone yeah that's
4: we gave everyone that, that is everyone a... interpreted it. That was a all of one. our that's all of our awards we now have to go through <laughs> the, the incredibly laborious process <laughs> of ranking Wait. these episodes
0: yeah i had to leave for a sec thomas what was your pick for that for the mount Everest award
4: originally Pelimato, and
0: my
3: interpretation
0: uh was okay okay
3: yeah you yeah you came I, back i was that. there i
0: just I, I just remembered i you you were just trying to make sure you understood the what the award was at the end when i left. It was yeah. <laughs> i like I interpretations
3: It's my favorite part of that award i'm like I, oh it can be interpreted damn. so many ways
0: like i love it it's
3: we're gonna get such wild answers. And then everyone said Tuskins. I was like, what am I missing? And then-
0: <laughs> I get it now, fine by the way. I get what you wanted to create with this award. I didn't see we can, it before. You know what, guys? We
4: can, this this, this isn't a science, it's an art, man. It's like jazz. We can change it up, whatever we want. If we don't want Special to- Special do- editions. <laughs> Just, Just Jizz up in here. You know oh, what I'm saying? Jesus. We're like Max Revo up on that, up on that stage. <laughs> So I don't know. We didn't really discuss how we want to do this, but how do we wanna like rank these guys? Do we want to go around and say like here's our seven and then discuss and then here's our six and then discuss and then
0: let could we maybe like do it in um like tiers, like we each do our bottom two, we each do our bot or next three and then our top two or something like that. I don't know. That, I listened to a show called the top ten show and that's how they do it, so that's where I'm getting that, that from. That but... we could do that because then we're not because then you're not
4: we're not stopping. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we yeah, should we... do that, Thomas. Okay. Does that, does that, does anyone, does that anyone jive enjoy? with everybody? <laughs> We're keeping this in the pod, right? Like, this is just staying in here. Oh, this <laughs> is staying in? I'm writing <laughs> down.
3: All right. Hey, welcome to uh, the Reckless Rebellion <laughs> production meeting.
4: <laughs> so. <laughs> does you know what let's go with savannah to start what are your we're gonna rank all of these and we'll discuss as we go so we're gonna do bottom two then we're gonna do our middle three and then we're gonna do our top two because i think all of us are gonna have very similar top twos and maybe similar bottom twos actually but um so savannah what are your least two least favorite
1: episodes So my least two would be chapter three and four. And I picked four as the worst for me personally. And the reason why, well, it's a little different, but honestly, in four, when we kept going with the mods, I started to feel very discouraged. So that's kind of was like a low point for me a little bit. Um, I like the stuff with Fennec Shand. That was great. I was cool with that. But uh, but yeah, uh, that and then there's the one scene where they're in Jabba's palace and they're in the kitchen and there's like the rat catcher droid and it felt very kind of prequel humor. (laughs) And so combining that with more of the mods, I was kind of like, that was a bit of a low point for me. Um, So chapter four would be at the very bottom and then chapter three would be right above that. That's where I am there.
4: Does anyone have the same two? So do I. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, you have the same two. You put up your hand. Do you have them in that same order?
0: I do not. I have have them in that
4: exact same order. I have them with four at the very bottom. And the reason for me, the reason that I put four at the very bottom when we were coming into this was i don't remember this episode at all like i'm reading the wikipedia page and i'm like none of this made an impact on me the only thing i remember is the mandalorian sound cue at the very end of the episode that is it um but otherwise i totally agree uh with you savannah on everything you said in episode three the reason like there were some redeemable qualities or was that there was a couple awesome action sequences but i cannot get over that chase i cannot get over the mod squad it just the chase almost felt vaudevillian like just the way that it was it felt like a 1930s black and white i like i can't i couldn't do it they even run into somebody pulling a card of those space mangoes and they hit a guy with a painting so melu runs
0: klein they're <laughs> runs
4: yeah so those are my bottom two and jack you said you had the same
0: the same, same two but flipped yeah Flipped, yeah. Three is my least favorite. The chase is the fucking worst. I I saw pictures of that on Twitter recently, and and the major domos like head tails looking at it from one perspective. They're called lake
2: They're
3: yeah. called get it dude. together, Jack.
0: I'm sorry that they look like a butt, like like straight <laughs> up, just like Like if you look at it from a certain point, it's like a butt, but with like spandex on or something. And I was like, this scene sucks. Like, why couldn't it have this been a cool Boba Fett? badass action sequence but instead we got the mod squad on those stupid stupid bikes that were incredibly slow but i'm kind of with client i don't remember chapter four much at all um i remember the seismic
4: charge because that's the coolest sound effect in star wars
0: it is it it was pretty good uh what does she say fire in the hole like one of the cheesiest lines you could (laughs) possibly say at that moment oh but classic you, you, like, you looked disgusted <laughs> thomas
4: when you said that you looked like you just eat like the worst brussels sprouts as a 7 year old you're like yeah ugh,
3: gross
0: <laughs> hey when she said it i literally made that same face i was like what the fuck um
3: but, i'm just not young enough for that joke you know what i'm saying
0: <laughs> exactly but yeah i neither of these episodes stand out to me i just remember like really hating chapter 3 I, I actually I remember coming out of chapter four and saying like it was better than chapter three, but that's not really saying much. So yeah, wow. these are easily my bottom two. But Thomas, you were like surprised with everybody here. Yeah. Your, what are your Thomas? Best?
4: Yeah. Who are what are your who are your two losers here? What are the what right. are your bottom two? <laughs> so, uh
3: So we'll go down right. We'll, we'll we'll start at what it would be. I guess number six, seven. Right. Oh, Our okay. ranking six. Yep. Right? Uh Is number three for most of the reasons the only reason is not the worst to me is because of the Wookiee um so Wookie fight. what and is the
4: worst then the worst is number one what I...
2: oh. really <laughs>
4: Whoa. yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. yeah I know I know I know okay uh here's wait, the thing you've gone over your love Why? Not, what not, is it what word. is it about one
3: it's it's and here's the thing. Worst is probably not the best. This is going to be the ones that I enjoyed the most. That's I got to I got to always say this is from my heart. This isn't an analytical breakdown, because if I did that, you would not. Oh, man, that would start fires in places that we didn't know existed. Um, <laughs> Klein, you're building, dude, like you never know, dude, there's going to be a fire. And it's because I changed the rules uh, for me. It's just it's not the one I want to watch. It's the leap. I have to watch it because it starts everything. But every other episode, I find way more enjoyable for a lot of different reasons. And they may and this is this one. Okay, here it is. Here's here's This one is not gotten better. It's not gotten worse. It's the same. When I watch it, I'm like it's the exact same as when I watched it. When I, when we started this whole breakdown, I said on episode one. Uh, or episode, whatever it was, that we were talking about, chapter one, that I think chapter one's the only filler episode. Fuck was I wrong? But, <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of, like, how I watched it, it's <laughs> the only one that is a filler. Like, we have to now gap two different timelines so that you understand what's going on in this story. And then after that, you're just in it, right? You're like, oh, okay, yeah. episode two is way better than one like astronomically when they came out okay that's stupid when they came out two was the best and one was the worst there's only two episodes but (laughs) uh, but until (laughs) until you know a certain point in the season that's how they stayed was the top and the bottom um so that's me it's just it's just not i don't i'm not as enjoyed i don't enjoy it as much don't know why
0: yeah. I actually, Thomas, that you said that though. Like, chapter one is the one I want to go back to the least. Like, I mm-hmm. weirdly enough, I think because I hate chapter three and four so much, I'd rather watch them just to hate it, on, <laughs> hate on it a little bit more. <laughs> like, like, it, yeah, I'm getting into the dark side a little bit there. Like, I don't know. Chapter one was just kind of there. I mean, obviously, I don't have the same rankings as you, but it, it is kind of filler, and I. I would go back for the um, Sarlacc scene, him getting out, and kind of the beginning there. But oh man, I forgot how. Oh yeah,
4: Sarlacc it is so wet. Yeah, <laughs> it was so wet. <laughs> it was impossibly wet. Oh yeah. This is next week's clip or this week's clip again, by
0: the way. <laughs> that no. was so wet. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Just We're a with PG these podcast. The this fuck was... are you talking Ugh. about, Jack? You wish, Thomas. <laughs>
4: It was fun. I mean, that was fun.
3: I, I could believe it out if I were. <laughs> um,
4: okay. So everyone's ranking so far, Savannah and I both had four and three. So four is number seven, three is number mm-hmm. six, Jack had those flipped and Thomas, you had one is your worst mm-hmm. and three is your second. second worst. Yeah. Okay. So number six. So now we get, this is probably where we'll have the most changes, I guess. Mm -hmm. um the most differences of of course thomas you've already probably you've taken one of them that we all have in this next grouping let's go this is our this is our middle three jack do you want to give us your your fifth favorite your fourth favorite and your third favorite you can do it what order are you going to do it in your least favorite to most or
0: i'll do i'll do least to most favorite. okay what do you think all right so starting us off here we have chapter one um this is where i basically for the exact same reasons i just told to thomas where i was agreeing with him uh love you buddy um and then the next one would be chapter seven the finale and <laughs> the next one would be chapter two
4: what if i told you jack I have it in exactly the same order.
1: Let's go, yep. guys! Right, I actually do like too. It. So exact do you, Savannah?
0: Order. Wow! I do. Yeah.
2: No.
0: Uh, I'm like are like really overjoyed right now, and I don't know why. I just got so Thank excited me. That... So Thank of God those God three, God it's God. kind of hard.
4: <laughs> it's kind of hard to like break down all three of them. Yeah. But of those three, like, what? Why did you put those three in that order, Jack?
0: Um, I think for chapter 7 above chapter 1 there's just more going on there's more action there's more stuff i like you got cad bane you got boba fett there's standoff you got the rancor grogu. and grogu you got mando like th- that's enough for, just saying those characters names is enough for me to put it above that the re- i mean chapter 2 though it's funny we did this two we're doing this 232 two in terms of the number of episodes and how we're breaking this down but there is a huge humongous oh, yeah. gap between chapter 2 and chapter 7 like those are two completely different tiers um Mm. chapter two i've said it i've gushed about this episode i love it for the same reasons why i love mando season one like there's just something it doesn't rely necessarily on any like past thing about about star wars as we'll get into with chapter five and chapter six like it's just its own thing and that's what i love about it so those are the reasons why i put them where i did
4: Mm -hmm. savannah anything you want to add there
1: Oh, I think he pretty much covered it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, kind of being in the middle, like there's some things that I love, but they weren't like top tier. Uh, There's some things I didn't like. So they're kind of like mediocre kind of the middle. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree with what he said about chapter seven though, with having Mando and Grogu in the rancor and stuff, like it definitely has to rank up there. Um, But yeah, I think he pretty much covered it for me. I totally agree
4: throughout this series we have used the words underwhelming overwhelming and awhelming and these are the three kind of tiers the underwhelming were the bottom two the whelming were the middle three and then the overwhelming were the top two uh the the only reason for me that like i liked episode one actually a lot but the only reason for me that like that I have two over the other two there is that train sequence like that mm. train sequence i don't think Because of the other stuff that happened in this episode, if none of that other stuff happened in this show, like if we just got the finale after we got one, two, three, four, the train sequence would have been the peak of this show and people would have loved that sequence and hated the rest of it. Um, but like that train sequence to me was fantastic. And, and the first moment I can remember sitting down here behind the microphone and going like, wow, I have never seen that on a streamer before. I've never seen something of such high quality. And then we continue to get that in a few other instances throughout the series. Thomas, mm. you are at a disagreement oh. with some of us. <laughs> yeah. What are your middle three and why? Okay. Are you guys ready? I'm going to start at, um, start number it five thank you I, five I'm, four three
3: i was just looking at my numbers i don't have them ranked uh yeah it's episode, it's episode four uh for
4: i mean so there's when, the one when, that we had in our hmm. bottom two and yeah. you have it just above that just okay. above <laughs> no, a, same same but different
3: uh <laughs> and in a totally different place too everybody has one and four flips with me it seems which is hilarious uh and really i love chapter four like, I really love chapter four. I would actually consider it the only one where I'm, it's it's probably like the most, I don't know how to explain how whelming it feels. It's not overwhelming. And the others aren't overwhelming, you know, the next two rankings, but this one is like the most whelming of them all the only thing that really makes me enjoy it more is the chase of the rat catcher, actually. That's what bumped it up. I was like, you know what? (laughs) This is so stupid. This is 100% (laughs) my thing. Like, let's go. It's
0: perfect for you, Thomas. Yeah,
3: and it's not annoying, like, 3PO being fucking 3PO, which I love 3PO, but sometimes he's a bit goddamn much. Right? Yeah. Master Luke, Master Luke. Yeah, in this, it's just (laughs) silent Boba chasing a, like, squirmy, like, yeah rat catcher droid <laughs> and he's who's in he's clearly in over his head he doesn't know what he's doing he's not programmed for rats i don't think um just absolutely love that and then you know the next one number four you got you know why i said uh oh guys because the next two are the same ranking two and uh, oh, seven okay. it's seven <laughs> and then it's two two is a whole tier above seven um and I almost said that seven is like overwhelming and like how much it gets me hype, but it's very overwhelming because of the, the CGI of the rancor that really threw me off. That felt very prequels in the worst way for me is, which is a vi- oh, as a visual fan of star Wars. That was the that's the worst part of the prequels for me. I can get over bad writing. I can't get over CGI that they haven't updated Disney plus. What are you doing? Uh, but it's the, the it's not the train sequence for me for episode two. It's, it's Boba ingraining himself in their culture and trying to prove his worth to them. And then the lizard LSD trip for his walkabout to go get his, his gap, his, his, his stick from the, uh, what is it, uh, the branch from the tree and to get mm-hmm. his Gadurfi stick and he makes it and we learn how to do it. Boy, I want to cosplay one so bad just to make the damn stick. I'd probably just make the stick and have the stick. You know, like a dog, you just want the stick, chase the stick. I'm going to stop saying that now. Um, And then it ends with, you know, he gets his garb, and he's now one with the tribe. And that whole sequence is so Polynesian, so Maori, which is what they, you know, added in for Boba Fett, and it's more Morrison, like, ingraining, like, you know, this is Tuskens. You know, he get this specific thing from the Tuscans and the Tuskens are a cast-out tribe. They used to be Sea travelers, right? You know, one big point about uh, chapter three, you know, we oh, Tatooine used to be full of water. Oh, okay, So that means Tuscans used to be, you know, you know, sailors at the very least traveling the world. Right. And now they're stranded in the desert, an endless desert. That's a total bummer. And uh, we find, you know, we've ended up finding out how important the Tuscan culture really is to Boba Fett and it's just be and what I love the most about it is how important the Maori culture is to tomorrow Morrison and how they were able to absolutely create this just syner- synergy between the two in a really interesting way and take you know a-, a culture very similar to Polynesians and Aborigines and give it a boost up like they did with the Tuscans and you know did the Tuskens peak? Not to me, because I don't think we're done seeing Tuskens. Where's that Tuscan Jedi?
4: I'm Somebody still mentioned just, it once. I'm, I'm, I'm still basking in the glory of me calling the Tuskens fate like episodes before it happened. Yeah.
3: Literally the, the, that
4: <laughs> week, you're like, yeah, I think they're going to die after this episode. I don't know. They just feel too
3: good to be true. And I was like, don't do that to me, Klein. Uh, that might be why <laughs> chapter three is so low,
0: actually. I don't like watching
3: them die. Yeah, 100%. Actually, look, look, so I, hang on. I don't, I don't want to be that asshole.
0: But, like, I kind of thought the same thing too, Klein. It's just not recorded because, you know, I wasn't on the podcast that to, You just got to you
4: put your takes on record, man. And then, I, you, get well, I back, know. then you get to say <laughs> whether know. you're right or wrong.
0: <laughs> I hate to be that asshole. Like, I predicted that the Cubs were finally going to break the curse and win the World Series in 2016. But, um, yeah. Did I you just tweet about it? Uh, Did you keep the receipt? And it didn't happen. I didn't. I did it because I hate the Cubs, uh, my least favorite team, maybe in all sports because I'm a Cardinals fan. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, But I'm most interested in this, guys. Savannah and Klein have the exact same rankings right now. I don't think we're going to have the same top two. I don't think so. I don't think so either because, Klein, I kind of know where you're going. Savannah, what are your top two here?
1: All right, my top two. And I kind of went back and forth on this a little bit. But in the end, I mean, I had to go like chapter five and then chapter six on top. So.
4: So chapter five is your number one or chapter two? Uh, Chapter chapter six. Chapter Chapter six, six number number one, one. and then
1: chapter five below it. And do you,
4: you, does anyone else have this, does anyone else have the same order?
0: I do. Yes, Thomas, we're together, buddy. Hey, we're man, all together I now. Klein's like... the
1: outcast. Look at me; do I'm not, not. For <laughs> once.
4: <laughs> Go ahead, Savannah. What? What <laughs> yeah. is it about? I mean, we've waxed poetic about these two episodes, but what we is have? About I don't know
1: if there's, what else there is to say. I mean, they're just like peak live-action Star Wars for me since the original trilogy. Um, I love them both. I know probably for you the pod racing is why it probably puts it over the top for you. But I also love that. But uh, Luke and Ahsoka is what put chapter six on the top for me.
4: In my defense, I do think, and thinking back on it now and having some some distance from the series and some distance from these episodes, I do think, and I'm probably going to get some backlash on this, that I do think that episode five was a more complete episode than episode six was. I felt higher from a more sustained period um, from Mando's introduction all the way through to the end, I, you could make a case for Episode Six with that same thing because you get Cad Bane almost immediately and it like runs all the way through. Um, but for me, I thought that it was there was no downtime, there was nothing, there was no me watching this. Even though how cool they were, the spider droids building the temple and all that. Uh, but uh, yeah, my number one was Episode Five because I just I not knowing what was going to happen. Whereas we kind of had an idea. Okay. He's going to go see Grogu. He's going to see Luke. We didn't know about Ahsoka, but not knowing, like seeing that Naboo starfighter for the first time, them working on it, seeing the BD droid, seeing Peli Motto and seeing them reunite again, like so special seeing him shoot off uh with those, with the new Republic officers standing there. It just, it's, are flying there beside them and it i just i think that that was it is so stars both these episodes in my mind are near perfect i mean the, every everything has its flaws nothing's going to be 100 percent perfect but like i can they're so good i can overlook their imperfections whereas a lot of the rest of this series is it's not good enough so the imperfections stick out to me more
0: yeah well, don't tell David that Back to the Future is not a perfect movie. Um, let's just make that clear. They get a little mad. Um, I actually agree with you, Klein. I kind of think Chapter 5 is the better episode overall. And I think it's for the reasons that you kind of described. Um, I mean, my favorite's still Chapter 6 because we're doing our favorite rankings, not what we think is best. Um, I think I would switch this ranking up just a little bit if that was the case. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with everything you said about Chapter 5. And we've talked so much about Chapter 6, Savannah, said all she needs to said say about that episode i think it's everything we need to say but thomas you got anything else to add about these two episodes
3: yeah chapter six is star wars the episode and if you want to <laughs> fight me on <laughs> it i can grab a lightsaber like <laughs> i think I it's the best agree. way is the best way to describe that you get prequels sequels original trilogy anime oh, uh, uh, three animated shows if i'm not mistaken I did resist yeah, bad batch bad batch. that's the third one not yeah, resistance yeah. should have had a v8 uh, but that oh definitely God. is gonna wrap up. Uh, oh, wait a minute! Ah, we'll see. we'll see, what for when they. I was gonna say we didn't do our predictions for the Book of Boba Fett season two, but they haven't announced it, so let's save that for if they announce
4: it. What if? Okay, okay, Thomas, we have time here. I'm do just we? gonna ask a question. I'm just gonna okay. ask a question. We can go around. It can be yes or no. Do you think Book of Boba Fett gets a season two? I say no. Jack, what do you think?
0: I want to be controversial. No.
4: Savannah? No. Thomas.
1: <laughs> Thomas. I'm so sorry. Wow.
0: I wasn't expecting that.
4: Um yeah.
3: Do do I and it's only because they set it up. The story, like Boba buffet does not feel wrapped up. This story does not wrapped up at all. I just think they
4: can do that in Mando. I don't think they need to give him his own show again.
3: I think but Mando Disney's flew
2: off into wary. the distance. Like,
1: they usually oh, announce he... season two before season one is over.
4: Yeah. I was <laughs> waiting for this show to end with a stinger yeah. where it was like, Mando will return. Or like 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 we got at the end of Loki. And we didn't get that.
1: Yeah. We still haven't.
0: I think this is kind of where Disney might go, you know, they're usually, obviously they trust Kevin Feige and Marvel, but, and I think Star Wars, they're kind of just like John Favreau, Dave Filoni, you guys have done such an incredible job so far with everything, I mean, Dave, with all the animated stuff, and now coming in with John Favreau to do live action, they're like, you know, we trust you, and I think this might be the little bit of a like, well the reaction to this was very divisive. Maybe we change course. Maybe we don't. I don't know. I, I could absolutely see a world where they do a season two.
3: Then let me ask you guys a question. When WandaVision finale premiered, what did it say on Disney plus? Did it say season finale or series finale?
0: That's a great question. Do you know the answer? I have, I have no
3: idea. I'm pretty damn sure it said series finale because I remember seeing that and going, Oh, Oh, and people were like, "Oh my God, it's confirmed!" And I'm like, "Guys, it's called Wanda Vision. There's no way they can continue Wanda Vision and call it like they can continue the story. You can't call it Wanda Vision because that's not exactly what it'll be. You're not yeah. seeing the world through Wanda's eyes, right? So, in this on Disney Plus, it says season finale. I just and don't we'll think they've made up their mind yet, though. We'll I find think that might be Kenobi. the thing. We'll find out with Kenobi. Wait.
0: Yeah, probably. I, dude, uh, actually, you know, we'll get into it. I have complaints about Lucasfilm, but we'll get into it. I just okay. wanted
4: to. I just wanted to ask. I wanted to ask yeah, a question like it. because it's a good question. we are we are putting a bow. This might be the last time we ever talk about all of this, right? Like, are <laughs> putting a bow on Book of Boba Fett. Like it's been seven weeks in the in the making. It's the age of Ultron. Of the Disney Plus Star Wars, think about that. Considering it's only the second series in this franchise on Disney, I, I don't, I don't know how much better this is going to get with time, though. This is my only thing.
0: Yeah, okay. the mod squad's going to turn out to be like the greatest Star Wars characters of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody clip that. Um,
3: <laughs> and now we're going to send it over to Baby Jack Jack for the Rebel Report. News, news.
0: All right, guys, actor Ray Stevenson, (laughs) known for his role in Vikings, has been cast as an admiral for the upcoming Ahsoka series. However, he will not be playing Grand Admiral Thrawn, who will be the show's main villain. Ray Stevenson previously voiced Gar Saxon in both the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. The High Republic Star Wars series is set to begin filming this June. Yeah, that's right, folks. The High Republic Star Wars series. I know Thomas is freaking out, even though I can't see him right now because I have this pulled up. Um, unfortunately, this is still just a rumored show because Lucasfilm can't get their shit together and have a normal marketing strategy, for Christ's sake. Sorry. Um, finally. Wow. Oh, wow. Finally, Shots fired. <laughs> Finally, before we get into Obi Wan Kenobi stuff, uh, the cinematic trailer for Star Wars The Old Republic's new expansion, Legacy of the Sith, released on Twitter yesterday. I literally know nothing about this besides the fact that the Old Republic cinematics are breathtaking. So, guys, actually, I think we can just go straight to Klein, maybe on that last bit of news. What What do you want to talk about here, Klein?
4: oh man i know nothing about the old republic other than the cinematics are cool as well but i it's (laughs) what i do know what i do know is that like this is i think the last expansion it's like the star wars mmo like world of warcraft for star wars uh not my sort of thing but i do know people really like it uh and yeah i think this is it for it it's been 10 years that this thing's been going on and i honestly am just sad because every year every six months since this game came out we've gotten these insane cinematics <laughs> that that are i just kind of want them to like give i think blur studios is the animation studio that does these just give them a dump truck of money and say make us make a star wars show
3: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: an animated show <laughs> mm-hmm, that's what I'm saying mm-hmm, yeah yeah mm-hmm. I'm saying give to take it to these this animated <laughs> studio and say I don't care what story you tell just make something as beautiful as this no fuck that make Knights of the Old Republic. They're doing that. It's called the High Republic now though, okay? <laughs> I don't think that one's animated. No, it's not, but that's the idea is that the the Old Republic isn't isn't technically canon anymore. The Old Republic is thousands of years before the before
3: where we're at currently and the High Republic is only hundreds of years before Okay, so they now. haven't confirmed that it's canon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That is the technicality that I will take as a victory
4: i do want to touch on that the high republic netflix or not netflix series the high republic uh (laughs) i I said (laughs) high republic netflix series because they keep comparing it to the it's this is the stranger stranger things yeah um they did i wrote a story yesterday for the direct.com again for the people in the back that's the direct.com um about some casting information for that show Uh, apparently some casting like calls Mm -hmm. leaked and it does feel from those casting calls this like they are trying to do stranger things in space they are casting for young teenagers mm-hmm. uh, 12 to 14 i thought it was really cool that they're casting one of the characters specifically says um oh a non-binary character so i think that's very cool because representation <gasps> matters guys um high republic
0: man. thomas i know i th- uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i was just
4: i'm trying to remember their names there's a uh
3: there are two non-binary characters that are siblings or spawns
4: of each other it's confusing there was talk i don't know the high republic all that well because i have not taken the dive into the literary world like some of the people on this podcast but there was talk (laughs) when they announced or not when they announced the series when the series first was reported very like very recently that there was names being thrown out that i didn't know the names of but those names are not the names on these casting calls so it doesn't look like that is going to be anything tied to what we've seen before
3: Mm. okay okay Mm -hmm, okay.
4: mm -hmm. the non-binary character i think, his name was fey there was like fey wyatt uh i forget the other two but yeah they are they're casting for kind of young 12 to 14 year olds and then they're also casting for a male like 30 to 40s who will likely be some sort of guiding figure Mm. the hopper of this show savannah what do
0: you think about all this (laughs) so yeah i'm a
1: hopper (laughs) I'm a bad Star Wars fan. I don't know much about the literary stuff or the higher public, but the fact that the pitch is Stranger Things and Star Wars, I'm 100% in. Sounds fantastic.
3: I spoke last week on what this show could be. You know, it could be facing the Drengar. It could be facing the Nihil. It could be facing something that we've not even fully understood, like this fucking mist smoke monster that seeps fear into Jedi and turns them into... Husks of dust. Yep. If you're confused, don't worry. So are we. And we're still reading. Uh, So it could be all of those things, but they're focusing on these younger folks, you know, that stranger things in space. Um, The rumor that I've seen is that they are not just, oh, it's not just in the High Republic. They're Padawans in the High Republic, which is kind of... Mm. Honestly, the whole fucking point of doing anything in the High Republic is to be in the height of the Jedi, the peak, the Mount Everest award of the Jedi. To tie it back into this week's episode, 100% is my favorite thing. I'm listening to a new book, Midnight Horizon by Daniel Jose Daniel Jose Older. I think I pronounced that right. With the right inflections. Um, but I'm in- Obviously, I'm here for the High Republic. I'm just ready to see what it's gonna be. Give it to me for Fraxate. I'm intrigued that Ray Stevenson's going to be playing an admiral and uh, yeah. in um, in Ahsoka. Remind me, did Gar Saxon die? Did he turn? What happened to
0: him? Uh, he died. Did he die? I mean, did he die? Uh, yeah. Oh. 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 Uh, uh, Sabine Wren's mom killed him because they got into that duel. She defeated him and then she let him live. And then I guess he pulled out his blaster and. Uh, mm. what's her name? Ursa Ren was like yes. uh uh-uh, uh yep. and saved her. I believe that's That's right. That's
3: right. Yes. Two years BBY. I'm seeing it here on the Wikipedia.
0: Indeed.
3: Damn, man. He would have been perfect, literally perfect for that role. That's an unfortunate okay. So
0: he looks like Gar Saxon.
3: He does, yeah. I mean, they made Gar Saxon look like him, of course, which is smart. But I'm very intrigued then. He's playing an admiral, they say.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I wonder who that is. I wonder if it's even an admiral of the empire. I wonder if it's an admiral of the Oh boy. Yes, Ascendancy.
4: Oh no. I'm just Here we saying. Go. It could be. And so so does that mean that who who could that be tied to? Je- uh, Thomas?
3: It could be t- honestly. That's the part I'm trying to figure out. Oh, I was out.
4: I was trying to pull out the the, the Grand Admiral Mithron well, Nerodo. You
3: know, I wish I, if I had the name I would, but you know they would. I don't know if they'd be a Grand Admiral. <laughs> His main uh, Gr- Grand Admiral <clears throat> Grand Admiral Nerodo's closest companion is Grand Admiral Aralani of the Chiss Ascendancy. They have been together working in tandem since the training grounds and Klein is now back from his sorry I thought I I thought I had just unplugged my computer (laughs) (laughs) um it could it could be a lot I innocently thought of uh Grand General Bakif uh uh, is that right I believe so um Supreme General Bakif I was like oh it could be him oh no no that's not uh that is definitely not the right name however I just thought Supreme General Bakiv is one of the supreme leaders of the Chis Ascendancy. I wonder if Snoke began, Supreme Leader Snoke, because of the Chis Ascendancy. Oh Hashtag Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's all I'm <laughs> here for. Uh, I believe we have one huge fucking story, Jack Jack.
0: That's... I'm ready. Yeah, so, okay, folks. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. spoilers. Potentially spoiler, spoilers, oh, but probably spoilers.
3: Wait, really? The, oh, Grand Admiral-, Admiral Thrawn, can you come back really fast? This is Grand Admiral your Yerodo. And beyond this point lie spoilers. Proceed at your own risk.
0: Yeah. Uh, listen to Grand Admiral Thrawn here. Um, he's not my Admiral. Um, I don't listen to him. But... You should probably listen to it on this point, if you don't want any spoilers, um, because there was a certain movie that came out last year, the end of last year, that had a lot of spoilers over on the internets, on the interwebs, uh, kind of called uh, Spider-Man No Way Home.
3: So, oh, I thought you meant Venom 2. Like
0: oh, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll kick it off here. So... Making Star Wars reports that Luke Skywalker and Leia Organa will be involved in the first two chapters of the story, along with the Inquisitors, and by the third episode, Vader will return to be the main antagonist of the show. He was compared to his role in Rogue One, but this time, this time he's angrier, angrier than he was in Rogue One, which is saying something, and he's out for blood. Making Star Wars also states that the Inquisitors are going to be brutal in this series, there was even a note about uh slashing off some limbs, I believe, like a hand or something. Fuck yeah. Um, and finally with Obi-Wan Kenobi, the man, the myth, the NYPD blue in LA Law legend is back, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy Smith is returning to Star Wars as Bail Organa in Obi-Wan Kenobi. I would trust him with my life. Guys, thoughts on any and all of this? Let's let's go to Savannah first.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to have anything related to Obi-Wan right now. So I was so happy that this news came out because it's tying me over until we get a trailer. Um, Love that Jimmy Smith is coming back as Bail Organa. I kind of anticipated that since there was those reports like a couple months ago about Leia being kind of like central to the plot. So I'm happy about that. I'm glad to see kind of Obi-Wan and Bail Organa have a little reunion um, and to kind of living like in the revival of the prequels right now and i'm i'm kind of good with it so i like that and then i am so excited about live action inquisitors like it's going to be amazing so yeah i'm i think i'm just as excited to see that as i am to see hayden christensen coming back
4: I think the idea of Inquisitors is one of the coolest Star Wars things that probably the least amount of Star Wars fans have experienced. And that makes me yeah. very upset. Like, I like I think that so, true. so many people are gonna be blown away with this idea of like, wait, like Jedi killers? Like these, like yeah. these, this trained force that was literally just mm-hmm. out there to kill the remnants of the Jedi. Like that's so cool. I do wanna ask a question, and I might this I might sound so dumb here. <laughs> At what point does Vader or Anakin know that Padme had the kids? Um, I don't think
3: anybody knows.
0: Oh, I do. I do. I do. do <laughs> <laughs> I do. Do you? I do. I was wrong. Uh, so, it, well, okay. Well, I do, but I don't. Because what they've kind of been doing with Star Wars comics is that they're backtracking a little bit. They're changing things up in these live-action shows. Um, but in Star Wars comics, there is a moment where Vader finds out who the rebel was that blew up the Death Star. And Boba, it's Boba Fett who tells him. And Boba Fett has a name. He's okay. like, I have nothing but a name. And he says, Luke Skywalker. And he's dismissed. And Vader's just standing there. And the glass in front of him cracks through the Force. And it's a great moment because it's like, holy fuck, this is huge for Vader. And I think that's when he's supposed to find out. But again, they've changed stuff with the comics before already, so they could change it again. But that is my one worry Klein. It's like, if he, if we are saying that's canon, and like, if he finds out about the kids here, it could maybe mess with the original trilogy timeline. I don't think he's going to find mm. out about them. I think he'll... See, I th- I, that's ooh, to
4: me. But to me, though, here, this, this angrier Rogue One, or angrier than Rogue One Vader, to me, that could be the impetus to him being that angrier Rogue One Vader. This could be the Wait, Mm -hmm. I find out about these kids. Obi Wan is one alive, and is two hiding them from me. I need to like, I need to murder this fool, and find find my baby girl and baby boy.
0: I agree, but I think it's gonna be more about the fact that he sees that Obi Wan's alive, or that like I think that's what he's out for blood for because with with the kids it just becomes more complicated because i know there's a there's an episode in rebels when the inquisitors are looking for children of the force i believe they're they're they're, they're trying to find a kid who is mm-hmm. force sensitive and i think they're going to be on the same mission here and that's how obi-wan's going to get involved cuz he finds out they're they're either on to luke or they're on to leia and he might deal with them and that's what they, the grand inquisitor comes back he's like hey this guy this jedi obi-wan kenobi still alive and vader's like obi-wan fucking kenobi all right let's go mm-hmm it could be the kids i don't know um i would prefer it isn't but thomas you have thoughts
3: yeah um you know we were talking about when does he know and when does he find out and you said if if they he finds out now that you know might change the comics it might add a new perspective to that comics if i'm not mistaken there are not images of padme in that in that sequence are there
0: no i don't believe so
3: um him cracking it could be like i finally found him kind of true
4: right
0: true yeah i actually like that a lot or Um, he knows
4: the kids out there but at that point he realizes oh the kids out there and he's doing shit he's out there and he's yeah
0: yeah but if he knew the kids were out there i would imagine he would have gone back to tatooine and like fucking wreck shit like even though he may not think that he's there but But we might we might see that but then, if we see that, then why weren't the Empire onto Baru and Owen's ass in A New Hope? Because like, maybe that was the maybe final straw. The, maybe the they mission, let them the mission
4: live. isn't. Yeah, the mission isn't successful. True. See, True.
3: I I think if he finds out, he doesn't know anything else other than that that they knows. exist.
4: That they exist. They okay.
3: exist. Yeah, I agree. And how is he gonna find that out? Nobody knows, and the people who know, he'll never find. Right. That's kind of the whole point. It's hidden to the people closest to him, if in a way, hidden in plain sight, in every way. And you know, he would never go to Tatooine. Why the fuck would Vader? Vader sent other people to Tatooine to get the Death Star plans. Think about that. He sent other fucking people because he hates that planet just like Luke Skywalker.
4: It's all the sand. It's
3: all the sand. sand. (laughs) It is all sand. It gets everywhere. I do fucking hate sand. I'll say that. Um, But I I definitely think that the angrier portion, I I have it highlighted because I'm very intrigued that he's angrier than he was in Rogue One and he's out for blood. And I wonder if that's his very fucking downfall, which is why he says, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Like that line has something and it's the only master of evil, Doth we always thought that the last time they met was at the very beginning or at the end of Revenge of the Sith and they haven't seen each other for 20-ish years well now we find out that's not true so what is Vader what is what is he the student of what is he the learner what is Kenobi a master of I'm wondering if it might be uh masking his force energy I don't think it would be, I don't see how Anakin Skywalker or Vader would be a learner and a beginner at that at this point, but perhaps it is. He learns of a way that, Oh, you can commune with folks in the force. He might be communing with someone else. In fact, nah, that wouldn't work. He already has those visions before that sequence in, uh, in Vader 25 from after revision. Six. um, well, I got confused anyways. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think that uh, Anakin, Anakin Skywalker is going to be uh, angry? Is going to pod race a little bit?
4: He's going to pod race. Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Adult Anakin
3: just pod racing for no fucking reason. Um,
1: I was thinking um, if the comics, if that's what they're going to go with on how Vader finds out, it would have been great to have that flashback sequence in Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett could have bridged Mando and it could have led into Obi Wan Kenobi, and we wouldn't have had like some of these questions. There couldn't, you know what I mean? Like it would have been a perfect setup, and now I'm angry at Boba Fett again.
0: (laughs) I wanted Empire or original trilogy flashbacks, like, make that the
1: flashbacks. I, I thought, thought so was, like, too. a rumor about same that. Same thing, Savannah. Yeah, yeah, I thought the okay. same
0: thing. It would have been great because, like, then you show the contrast between who he was and who he's trying to become. Anyway, exactly. we're not trying to talk about both of that again, but it's a great point, Savannah. It
3: is. And I'm just going to say season two. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm the only one on the train here. <laughs> we're
4: going to give you added context after you needed it.
3: Hold on. If you don't need after you needed it, it doesn't matter. Here's the thing. If people, if in Obi-Wan Kenobi, Vader finds out that Luke and Leia exist, people are going to be like, well, why didn't he chase them down? Well, they go look in the comics, they'll be fine. Folks like my father... He'll just find out when they show it in Book of Boba Fett season two. And he'll be like, oh, wow, that's cool. It's cool that they did that. And I was like, yeah, you know where that fucking came from? The goddamn comics. Read something. Anyways. Directed
4: sorry, by Robert it. Rodriguez.
3: Directed <laughs> by Robert Rodriguez. Written by Aaron Isaac. Um, I, don't, Isaac anyway. um, I, I truly do think that, you know, they gave us Luke Skywalker in season one. Why not give us you know, Darth Vader in season two. I highly doubt we'd get a genuine straight up flashback, but Hayden Christensen's back. So fuck it. Why not?
0: Just put Hayden in everything. <laughs> just, just put Hayden in everything. That, his, instead of think it through for Cobb Vanth, it, his is, I hate sand. Just, just put him in there. <laughs> and everything.
3: I really want to see him on like a sandy ass planet somewhere. Oh my God. Just imagine Hayden Christensen talking to Ray Skywalker on Tatooine. And he sits down and he goes, you know and he's just like uh oh, what's I'm your so name yeah i can't feel this sand <laughs> it's like oh i've always loved sand really it's coarse grainy it gets everywhere how can you like sand i don't know i've always had it it's like huh okay yeah. and <laughs> that's ha- and right then and there we see that's why ray is the real chosen one boom you're my welcome disney <laughs> want to see my
4: yellow lightsaber uh
0: that was a cool lightsaber
3: it was I very cool lightsaber, dude, my favorite lightsabers of all time if I'm being honest yeah uh
0: jack jack oh yes yes kids mla apa chicago whatever it may be make sure to cite your sources and what was our source the direct.com. If you want to know sorry, all the latest. That? What
4: was that again, Jack? Oh, Say oh, one oh more time.
0: I'm so sorry. For the people, the people in, in the back. back, for the people in the back, I apologize. That's the direct.com. If you want to know all the latest about the Star Wars universe and the MCU and the DCU, EU, whatever the fuck it is, I don't know. It's Xbox. the EU. God damn it, Jack. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? That thing is confusing as <laughs> shit, but I'm excited for the Batman. I won't get Klein started on that. Make sure to go check out the direct.com and always cite your sources
3: always cite your sources or it's punishable by death. You can find the Reckless Rebellion on Twitter at Reckless Rebels. That's where we're at. You can also, as you, I'm sure you found out now, find our podcast on Apple, Spotify or Anchor. Um, Savannah, where can everyone find you on social media? You
1: can find me on Twitter at DisneyArcSavvy.
3: Easy. Jack-Jack.
0: You can find me on Twitter at jackpues, P-U-E-S, all one word, where I'm talking about all this geek shit. And especially, especially the Batman in the next two weeks or so. Hmm.
4: Clino. I'm at the Kleinfelt on everything. It's the word the, then K-L-E-I-N-F-E-L-T. Also me, Jack, and Savannah all right at the direct.com. So go over there. That's why we've been mentioning it this whole time. So go over there, check out everything. No, we just um, really love the website. We really like it. We, <laughs> they do some great stuff. That, that Liam Crowley guy, he's got, some, he's got some good words between his eyes. That Boston guy. <laughs>
3: uh it's i w- when he comes on he better be wearing a fucking sweater that's all i'm saying like
4: <laughs> dude a turtleneck man this he's been rocking the turtleneck. yeah lately. he rocks it
3: really well <laughs> um you can find all of my links at linktree.com forward slash tc rochester act that's t-c-r-o-c-h-e-s-t-e-r-a-c-t that was fast you could slow it down in post uh that's also my twitter if you want to follow me on there sometimes i make jokes sometimes i say something stupid sometimes i open up my heart hard to say what's going to happen on any given moment we toe the line of balance um if you can't get enough star wars talk because let's be honest who the hell can then i'm going to recommend return of the pod fat man beyond you can find those wherever you find your podcast and boba's weekly bounty that's hosted by nerd culture over on facebook and of course check out our friends at the direct podcast hosted by matt rimke and liam crowley again for the people in the back that's The direct podcast, Klein. Do you have any? uh, Excuse me. Do it. Oh man, I didn't update this at all. That's unfortunate. I normally have the guest. Savannah, do you have any recommendations for the audience?
1: Um. Yeah. Actually, I've been on a binge of this old documentary on HBO Max. All about the history of cinema and i love all like old movie stuff But they have a doc on the 70s and they do a deep dive into star wars and they've got john favreau talking about star wars and it's pretty fantastic but it's, it's the 70s on hbo max if you love star wars you gotta see it I've been... oh yeah i <laughs> <laughs> never cool. heard of this thing oh my god yes <laughs> It does every decade of cinema and it's, it's so great. It has like all the best directors kind of giving their experiences and talking about the first time seeing movies. So it's, it's really great. (laughs) Holy shit. I've watched them all like two days. It's great.
0: That's the best recommendation I think we've got.
3: (laughs) HBO max. Why aren't you promoting
4: this? (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem with all these streamers is they have so much content and so many great things just get
3: buried. Mm-hmm. What's going on outside of Book of Boba Fett and Peacemaker? I have no idea. 100%.
4: I concur. That, oh, the, the new Pam and uh, Tommy show. Oh, I'm watching that. Oh, I watched it yeah. today. I forgot. I, I forgot I was watching that. Same. <laughs> did the new episode
3: come
0: out today? It did.
3: Hell, it's yeah. A- I'm going to go watch last week's and this week's. Um, Klein, last what week's- is your recommendation for the world?
4: I have two um number one jack and thomas have have probably heard me raving about this um over the last little bit in the last little week or so i have been introduced to the world of the i'm going to call it the matt reeves apes trilogy but oh. even though he only directed two of them i've just finished dawn of the planet of the apes i'm watching those movies for the first time and oh my god they're incredible i don't understand why people don't talk about them more like oh. dawn of the planet of the apes mm-hmm. might be one of the best science fiction movies i've ever seen it's so good um and then number two i've just had a great revelatory week in cinema uh number two i was introduced to what i decided today is one of my top 20 movies of all time my beautiful fiance sat me down on valentine's day and showed me the movie clueless for the first Woo! time. and oh my god oh my god guys <laughs> like I don't even know what to say like it it's it's quite incredible the soundtrack's amazing alicia silverstone's great britney murphy god rest her soul like yes. it is so good it's so good and go watch clueless i mean i don't know how much paul, rudd. There <laughs> paul rudd yes paul rudd Paul rudd with i know a lot of people say he doesn't age he looks significantly younger in clueless mm-hmm. but he has those are if we're doing apex mountain we're doing mount everest award for paul rudd those are the best Paul Rudd's eyes have ever looked. He is, he is quote unquote dreamy in that movie and does not know how to make a sandwich. Watch that movie again and watch him make his sandwich. It's, it's something, it, it's almost disgusting. He takes, okay, sidebar. He takes bread. Okay, he gets bread. He goes into the fridge. He gets sandwich meat. He puts the sandwich meat on the bread. He puts mayo on the sandwich meat, puts another piece of bread, and that's his sandwich. California sandwich bro it's, it's a thing meat and mayo and the mayo wasn't even on the bread it was on the meat who does that that's like putting milk in the bowl before you put the cereal in I know people that do okay. that well anyways those are my <laughs> two me. recommendations the, <laughs> apes, the apes movies which are absolutely incredible uh and then that clueless which is I can't believe it wasn't introduced in my life before
3: Klein I saw that movie when it came out like because I wasn't I w- it was one of the first movies I ever remember watching in that house that we had just moved into. And holy shit if Alicia uh, Alicia Silverstone didn't steal my fucking heart in that full on yellow plaid, right? I need a full dude suit of that yellow plaid. Like that is that's chef's kiss. It's brilliant. Yellow is one of my favorite colors. I rock it well. Um jack jack. What about you? What recommendations <laughs> for the audience do you have?
0: Guys, I li- I never thought I would say this. I took my headphones out of my ears because I didn't want Clueless to be spoiled for.
4: <laughs> oh, really? So, wow. I-
0: so here's the thing. I'm very ashamed. Um, My fiance, my beautiful fiance, uh, Alana, tried to get me to watch Clueless. She was making me watch a lot of like rom-coms that I hadn't seen before that are very like big famous ones, like uh, 10 Things I Hate About You um, or How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, a lot of 10 stuff. Um, So... She wanted me to sit down and watch Clueless, and I was like, "No, I've had enough of these rom-coms. I'm done. I'm over it. I don't want it anymore." She's like, "No, Jack, you're really gonna like this one, it's Paul. Fred, come on." I was like, "No, absolutely not.
4: You're really gonna like it." <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, since uh, since then, I've heard more from her about how much I'm gonna love it. And now, Klein's saying all this, so I guess my recommendation is listen to your loved ones. They know yeah, you. They, know they don't really, you, really do love you. They want the best for you, and they just want you to watch Clueless. So I guess I'm stealing clients a little. Watch Clueless. Listen to your loved ones. That's that's my recommendation.
3: That's adorable. I can't top that. Um, so don't die.
4: That's my recommendation. I think that's a good one.
3: We'll round it up. Like, you know, listen to your loved ones. Don't die. I, think that's great.
4: I didn't bring up my Batman dream here. I woke up yesterday with a panic attack thinking I was going to die before I see the Batman.
3: <laughs> you know... We we you woke up in a panic yesterday i woke up in a panic today you know it's just full moons am i right <laughs> yeah it's dude gatorade's in retrograde right Get, oh my god <laughs> yeah it's 100 <100% laughs> percent retrograde it's in retrograde raid you know what i'm saying uh savannah thank you so much for joining us again first repeat madam rebellion if you will is what you're
4: supposed to call the first lady of stuff right Madam Rebellion, so. I'm going to own it. I like it. Madam Rebellion. Works. We should get her a name tag. <laughs> Let's
3: do it. <laughs> uh, add to budget name tag. Cool. <laughs> do you have a budget? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Add to budget. Make one first. Okay. Right, right, right. Uh, we've reached the end of the episode. Remember, the Force is your ally and a powerful ally it is. We have spoken. Get some Twin Sunlight and Stay hydrated. This was podcasting.
2: Yippee!